Welcome to another edition of Banter and Babble, the 2021 edition. I am the Dude79, and joining me always, my esteemed colleague, Mr. Fanboy Tone. Mr. Fanboy Tone. Yeah. Happy New Year's, well, sir. Happy New Year to you, too. Yeah, yeah, man. It's 2021, and everything's supposed to be chill, right? We're done with the, with the nonsense of 2020. That We're took about here. six days. Six days. Six. Shit show confirmed. Days. It has been a day, you guys. It has been a day for sure. Um, I was enjoying my day. And I was watching Nicholas's Cage Nicholas Cage's show on Netflix. Yeah. Um was it the 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 history of swear words? And I was on the fourth episode when you said, Bruh, turn on the news. I told you. I'm like, bro, you need to turn I said something first All and then you didn't hell you need, is and it's breaking like, loose. You need to turn on the news really. right now. And I was like, No, it's not. There's no way something bad would happen. Uh somebody died today at the Capitol. That was one of them. One of the things. The first time the Capitol has been breached since nine or eighteen. The War of eighteen twelve. For all you history buffs, that's a long fucking time ago. Um, you know we 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 don't get into too much politics, but uh, obviously you can't unless you know me personally. Unless you know Tone personally, which is unfortunate for you. Um. But yeah, it was. Uh, it's been a chaotic day, you guys. It's it's been absolute. She was 16 years old. The girl that got shot. He's 16 years old, dude. And you know, I'm not gonna sit there and say, uh, you know, what you should or shouldn't do. It's not my place to tell people what to do. But when you're breaching the Capitol building, I'm surprised it was just one person. Honestly, yeah. Um, it's unfortunate. Uh, obviously, it's we never want to see anyone die, but. That's a waste. <sighs> it, it, it's been just a, an absolute surreal day. It's and been, yeah, it's been a, it's been a pretty, uh, it's still, it still has not quite day. set in what, what, no. what happened today. It's been, been just an absolute, uh, utter chaos day. It was straight, dude, I'm, I think I ate a bag of Cheetos. I ate, mm-hmm. um, some, um, uh, came up with their, but they're, they're like, uh, they're chips. I had another bag of chips and I had like three or four chocolate balls. Um, I was I was stress eating during this whole thing today. I kind of did too. I had a um a bunch of uh, Kogel's pickled ring bologna and cheese. <sighs> yeah, it was um it was a really 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 just stressful day. So we're happy to be back here for another year of banter and babble. We're excited to sit down and talk about stuff mm-hmm. that we love. But you know you have to acknowledge when certain things like this take place when it happens. Um, it's, it, 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 it rocks your world. Me too, Trick. I was drinking mimosas partly to kill my hangover Stress from yesterday. Stress drinking yeah. was, was on, was on Legit. the docket today. It was, Legit. it was, it, it was wild, you guys. But, um, today was 9-11 day as far as news goes. Absolutely it true. It was, man. It was just, um, please make us laugh, laugh after a shit day. We're going to try to. We're definitely going to try to. Well, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman 84, so we'll do a lot of laughing. Um, yeah. But I digress. But first of all, tone. Yeah. You know, it's 2021, right? And we're back, and we, you know, we had some, some minor technical difficulties before we went live. We weren't able to get the information in for the uh, the drink today. But Tony, you know what we're drinking? Yeah, um, this is uh, Shiner does this candied pecan. Candy. I had pecan. this uh, about a week and a half ago. I know Drasen's familiar with it too, and uh, I do want to give a quick shout out to Half Ass Brew if you're out there. Beer reviews, excuse me, I can't spit that out. Uh, check him out on YouTube as well. 
Um, we share a lot of brews and stuff like that, but this is candied pecan. Now, I love pecan pie. It is one of my uh, favorites. I'm a huge in... fan. It's second best uh, uh, oatmeal cream pie. Wow, you're saying that, huh? Yeah. You... Well, I mean, I love oatmeal cream pies. Little That's Debbie's. true. They're so good. Oh, 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 oh. my bad. Uh, my what family think, has a you great, about, you know, pervert? my family has a great recipe for um, uh, pecan pie. And when I drank this, I wanted wanted more of that feel of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, it's really good. Like it's a it's a it's a very enjoyable beer. I, I actually really like this beer. So um, it's good. It's got a good flavor, man. It's yeah, very it's, playful. It's, it's a playful little dish. Yeah, it's six point oh. Yeah, it's six point oh. It's a um, their six packs are a little bit cheaper than most, you know. So I don't know how heavily. Uh, into the craft game, I guess they got. I, there's a few of their brews I've had, mm-hmm. um, but man, I do, I do like this. It's, it's actually been very enjoyable. So, it's it's really tasty. Now, what's interesting about this tone is we uh, this is complement to the feast to the feast before thy. We have a feast right here provided to us by our good buddy. Rob, over at the 989 Pharmacy. 989 Pharmacy. Down at the SVS, SVRC Marketplace. Mm-hmm. A charcuterie board. That's a very, it's a very elegant name. I, I, I honestly, man, I think I butchered it the first time I read it. I was like, what's a charcuterie or something like that? But yeah. Isn't it like charcuterie? It's kind of like this really, um, this really unique, uh, elegant name. But as you can see, and I will show you guys this, you guys have to see this thing. This, this is amazing. This is, um, the charcuterie board has all sorts of meats and cheeses and fruits and pretzels and a jam, bread, pickles, a Dijon, like a, 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 a brown mustard in here. Yeah. I mean, it is uh, a whole lot of hotness. Shark but that's not all they do. The charcuterie board. The charcuterie board is great, but man, their sandwiches, dude. Oh. We've talked about their sandwiches. Yeah. It is amazing. They have a nice, I think they have like 12 or 13 sandwiches on their menu. You and I are both big fans of the Burnham. That is the sandwich of sandwiches, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we've got some great places in town for sandwiches. Yep. But Rob down there, like myself, appreciates a good sandwich. I'm I'm going to tell you, this is going to be probably right there, controversial. There it is, the burn, there it is, the burn the burn right there. That is mile-high roast beef. You've got green pepper on that, cheese, um, onion, and tomato. tomato. And the last thing that makes this fried, fried egg. egg and then a splash of Thousand Island dressing. It is... To die for. It is to die for. And, and and this is this is me. This is me saying this, and this is the controversial part. Is nine out of I would say eight. We'll say eight out of ten times. I'm going to choose a sandwich, delicatessen style sandwich uh-huh. over a hamburger. And I, I know hamburgers are awesome, but I prefer I'm a Sammy guy. I want a Sammy. That's wants the, a Sammy. I want a Sammy. And there mm-hmm. is no shortage of good Sammy's. At the 99 Pharmacy. You know what? We're going to run oh, that trailer great. back again one more time. One more time. Because, you know, you think sandwiches, you know, I think of mine, I'll make like a salami and cheese sandwich. And it's, 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 it's very small. It's not like there's not a whole lot of substance to it, you know? Mm-hmm. But in their sandwiches, it is stacked. These things are loaded with like meat and, and toppings and sauce and cheese and all this stuff. And they're just, it's so filling. It's so good. Yeah. And it's one of the things that I love about going to, and it's one of the things I miss about being down, working downtown because I'm working from home right now with everything going on is the SVRC marketplace is literally like right next to where I work. So I would always be able to go over there and grab, I mean, look at that. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Yeah. I mean, and he he's, and that's why he's making sandwiches right now for a living is because he is a sandwich artist. He loves 
they got, well, I mean, you know, the thing stuff. is the man, he's, he's, the, he's the man. guy is just a phenomenal yeah, cook he's, he's in a general. Cook, yeah. I mean, uh, he's, he's been around, like he's made ribs at, at some of the parties that we, we co-host together. He will smoke ribs. And I mean, the guy just, he's a natural awesome. when it comes to cooking. He just, he, everything he makes is fucking amazing. But now he's got this iron pharmacy down at the SBS marketplace. And like I said, man, a nice selection of, of sandwiches. They got the charcuterie boards, but they also sell like other things like local jams, uh, the local pops, you, you know the, the, that the, every time I go in the black cherry, uh, I just have to pick. No, no. So I got a new one. So oh, the black cherry one. is really good. My favorite is the ginger because Ooh. it's it's not like a ginger ale and it's a, it's spicy, literally mm-hmm. spicy. They got the north Northwoods. Uh, well, that's the big thing about ninety nine pharmacy is that all of the products that he sells yep. is local Michigan, somewhere in Michigan, Boar's Head mostly for a lot of the meats and stuff like that. But the sodas that he's got there is from Northwood. They make them all handcrafted sodas. Yep. And every time I'm in there, no matter if I'm just stopping to say hi or if I'm just grabbing some jerky, I will buy at least one soda. Oh, I love those jerky packs that he's got there too. Oh, dude, it's all it's all amazing. He's got jerky and stuff. I mean, he's got fresh produce, produce, everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it's a great place, you guys. And if you're ever in Saginaw, if you live here locally, go down to the SPRC Marketplace. They're open still. Go in there, get yourself a sandwich. It's really really good. They also uh, use Grubhub. So if you don't want to go downtown, if you're worried about COVID, which is rightfully so. They do Grubhub. You can actually go on Grubhub, find them, order a sandwich, they get it delivered to you. I tell you what, man, I was not. I know. I think he mentioned it to me in this box when he dropped it off. This cheese right here—that's delicious. This cheese has some heat. Is that pepper jack? I don't know, but it is hot, and I like it. It's, got it some, it's a it's a good kick. It's really really good, and it's got um, it's got it hits you fast too. Don't disappoint me. <laughs> do they deliver to Flint? I don't know. But I can tell you they're worth the drive to Saginaw, Tricky. And when yeah. we go back to work, if we go back to work down there, I'll be back there. But here's the good news, dude. Here's the good news. That's, that's the one thing that really bums me out right now is I can't go down. I can't get out for lunch, drive downtown, and get back in time to log back in. Right. So it kind of bums me out because I can't go anywhere downtown, but I love the SVRC marketplace. Obviously, I would love to go there and get a Burnham every day. But the plus side is good news. The 989 Pharmacy is expanding. They're branching out to Shields, which is a five-minute drive for me. Yeah, that's even As closer for me, too. As opposed to 20. Or just easier, I should say. Now, it's not opened yet. They're working on the place. It's going to be right on Grash. It's going to be called the 989 Cafe, and it will have a drive through That is fucking clutch. So you call ahead, get your order set, yep. and you can just drive through and pick it up. Pick up your food. Go through and order your food. You guys, I'm telling you, if you live out in Shields... It's coming, and you're going to love this place. The food is so good. The sandwiches are amazing. The charcuterie boards. We're not going to be able to talk much tonight because we're going to be stuffing our face with meat, which is nothing new for Tone. But I am uh, really, really excited about it. It's really good, you guys. This is what I was worried about. Yeah? I was going to eat a bunch and not be able to talk, and everyone has to hear a fat guy eat. <laughs> it's not appealing. Hang on, you guys. Try. I got to eat this first. Yeah, there's no there's no food court in the Bay City Mall. Yeah, we'll we'll tell we'll tell Rob to get up there in the uh, Bay City Mall and check it out too. But here's where you need to go if you want to check out their site. They're on Facebook, and they have their entire menu on there. They have pictures of all their stuff. Head over to Facebook at nine eight nine Pharmacy. They're right there, and as you can see, you can start your order right on the Facebook page. It goes through Grubhub. They'll get it sent out to you. It is really really good, you guys. I'm I'm serious. Like if you if you're in Saginaw, if you're local, if you're even from Flint, I don't care where you're at. If you're close to Saginaw. Go to the SVRC Marketplace. Absolutely. Get in there. Get yourself a charcuterie board or get one of these sandwiches. Get a Burnham. 
Just get a burnum. That's, just that's get a burnum. When yeah. you have a burnum, that's it, really that, that's, all you need that's, to do. Yeah. Once you've had a burnum, you're 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 gonna know why we're uh, singing the praises. Very honestly. Yeah, dude. If you get, alone. you get the burnum, you're, you're gonna over. be like, okay, I'll be here every day. Yeah, it's so, over. It's really really simple. But you guys, seriously, really really good stuff. He's an awesome guy. Him and his wife run it, and and they're, they're great people. They will take you. There, there he is, right oh, there. Oh, there he is, Freezy nine eight nine. You guys, Freezy nine eight nine is the owner and operator of nine eight nine Pharmacy. Like I said, he is talented as hell. He makes great food. Uh, like I said, and I'm not just talking sandwiches. Like I, I've, I've eaten so much of what this guy makes, and it's it's it never disappoints. It never disappoints. Actually, I got a smoker for Christmas. I'm gonna try to get on his level. Yeah, good luck. It's good. <laughs> It's gonna take a, a long time. Oh, yeah, it's, gonna take, it's gonna take a lot of practice to get to his level, but I want to try to get to his level. I'm addicted to the Saigon over there. Candy Core Girl likes the Saigon sandwich. I don't know if I've tried that. I don't, I don't think I do. I don't. I just get to burn them every time I, I go there. Every time too. I need to stop. I need to. I need to branch out and try new stuff. But Freezy, thank you so much, Ninety Nine Pharmacy, for uh, providing this. We appreciate it. We're gonna mash on this through the show. What kind, I don't know if he's still in there, but it, what kind of cheese is this? The one that is really, really hot. And I want to talk about how awesome the candied ginger is. I love ginger. This love candied ginger, candy ginger. Jesus. And the candied cranberries I got in mine last week was unbelievable. Mm. <laughs> Delivered a sea bus. I don't think they would. It might be. I don't think you. I don't, yeah. There, there you go. Cuddles, Cuddles got the spot right there, you guys. Go over there and check it out. If you live local, if you don't want to drive down there, they got Grubhub. And then in April, that's what they're, that's what they're, um, is it the spicy Gouda? That might be what it is, spicy Gouda. It is so good. Really good. Um, but uh, in April, that's what they're targeting. That's when they're planning to open the 99 Cafe right over on Grashit. I think it's right by the subway is where they're going to be. So it's coming. It's moving out there. Honey Habanero. It tastes like habanero. It's some of the best cheese I've ever had. Really good. It's really good. But man, it is, um, it caught me off guard. It was hilarious, man. I ate it. I was like, wow, that's really hot. And I had Melissa try it. She's like, wow, that's really hot. Anderson walks in. He's like, is that cheese? Yeah, it is, buddy. You want a piece of cheese? Yeah. Dude, he ran to the bathroom and just like basically put his head under the sink and was just drinking water. That's funny. He hates me when I do that. But uh, seriously, man, thank you so much. We appreciate you. And you guys, girls, check it out. It's, it's definitely worth it. It is amazing. It's tasty. And it's good as hell. So, all right, Tom. Before we get into our first topic, what have you been doing, man? What have you, you been doing with the new year? Now, I know retail has slowed down. Well, finally. You get time to chill and relax? A little bit more. I've got more time in my hands. It feels like I'm not as tired. I'm not as uh, stretched thin, it feels like. Um, right. So I'm getting more time to get in people's uh, streams. The last couple weeks have been crazy and chaotic last few months. Mm-hmm. Um, I am we'll talk about that at the end, but I am planning to try and get back to my own personal stream uh, as well, too, uh, every so often. I'm not in too crazy right now because the time frames I work is nuts, but um, I am formulating a plan. Uh, honestly, I, I know it's controversial, but I'm enjoying Cyberpunk and I can't stop playing it. Huh? I only deal with crashes from time to time. I love the game. It's everything I wanted, again, as an RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's immersive. I'm way immersed into it. I, I, I can't stop playing it. So any of the free time that I've had, that's what I've been doing. Uh, on New Year's Eve, uh, I spent, I got a charcuterie board, of course. Um, smashed that, drank uh, mimosas for about 10 hours. Um, we rented the um, Tom Segura and uh, uh, Burt Kreischer Two Bears live. It was pretty amazing. Tom Segura liked my tweet. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's was a good time. That was a good time. That, that, was, uh, that was a great New Year's Eve. It's been really chill at the holidays because uh, unfortunately not seeing family uh, like all together. Mm-hmm. It, it, yes, it's a bummer. However, I will say... Mm-hmm. 
having breakfast on Christmas was the first time I've had that probably in well over a decade. Uh, not traveling on the holidays when you only get that day off that week is pretty amazing. And yes, Vamp Bunny, hello. Yes, you were right. Lots of fireball. Fireball, yeah. You and mimosas your fireball. Mimosas fireball. You were, you were living off mimosas over the holidays. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. That's Man. that's crazy. But that's that's pretty much. I mean, there was. That's pretty much it. There's there's not a lot of crazy. St- I mean, besides today, like it's just it's just been. You know, that's good. Oh, yeah, that's good, yeah. man. At least you had some time to get you more of your cyberpunk. Yeah. Um, I just been I've been just all over that Destiny two grind right now. I've been just trying to get to. Yeah, the highest you've been level. playing on that Destiny yeah, pretty. Been hard. trying to get to the highest level so I can still be competitive in trials. What up, RV? Uh, we got our uh, we got our ship pushed in the other night, but we're getting better. We're getting better. You know, we have we have these nights where it just depends on who's playing. If the sweats are out, you know, if everyone's like, because like obviously you get these good weapons if you yeah. if you do well, and you know, you when you get into that rotation with all like the real sweaty players, it the rage stream escalates quickly. And uh, I punch desks. Oh you yeah, know, I hit stuff. I get angry. There was some rage the other night. Oh, I was we all saw it. Pissed. Yeah, I know. Pissed. Was not happy about that. So. But um no yeah I, and I'm with you man like I said I'm, I'm, now that we're into 2021 I want to try to focus uh, a lot on banter and battle thing which if you guys and girls will notice if you're a subscriber we have four emotes ready for you to use right now if you go into the emotes you'll see them there there's four of them I'm trying to work out what the fifth one will be I would love to get some feedback from you guys and girls. Ooh. Yeah, you know, we need to come up with some, there, yeah, See, there we go. Yeah, see, Cuddles got that. There it is. Boom. Yep, Josh likes that one. That's that. That's a good one, too. But yeah, we got emotes. Look, Cuddles got the emotes. Those are all. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. But yeah, see, we got emotes. I worked on those. <laughs> that's right. Have as beer reviews says tone ping. That that has come up uh, a couple times, actually. Oh, the tone ping one? Uh, yeah. That's thank you. It's done. We figured it out. Oh That's my what it'll god! Be. Tone peeing. I love it. That is definitely, definitely what we're going to do. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys very much. Um. So yes, that's that's what we've yeah. been working on. Appreciate emotes. those subs, everybody. And we're also going to uh, reveal a new feature here in a little bit that we're going to implement. It, you know, it's kind of in a trial phase. We're trying to work out the bugs. There's still some things we're trying to figure out. But we are going to Duct have tape. our first, first call in tonight. Awesome. We're going to have our first viewer call in to discuss one of the topics. Like I said, this is a this is going to be a process as we try to you know work out the kinks and, and, and iron things out so it's a smooth process. Prime. What Prime say? Did you say tone, tone peeing? peeing or tone or, peeing. I mean, ooh, man, coin flip now. <laughs> we had it settled, but now either, either tone, way, tones peeing. It's small enough it would fit as an. Oh my god! Womp womp womp! What the? All right, the attacks already. Let's emoji <laughs> size is right. Cap nose, cap uh, nose, cap nose. Uh, All right, let's a-holes. get to our first time. We have a trio of movies that have come out over the, the a, holiday. A break. lot of stuff is yeah, a lot of stuff dropped. I mean, we're we're of course we're still living in a world where we're dealing with COVID yep. and uh, digital releasing and digital content is going to continue to evolve whether people want to admit it or not. And we of course we don't have to like it because we're big theater guys. We love going to the theater and enjoying you know midnight releases. But the reality is going forward. Things have to adapt and change because these folks have a lot of money invested into them. So yeah, this uh, um, this holiday one spe- specific of the movies we're going to talk about um, was part of one of the big deals that dropped. But then uh, you know, of course, Netflix is always putting out a lot of good movies and stuff like too, and, and 
and uh, um, Disney comes swinging. Of course, we talked about the last show before we went on a break is, you know, really swinging for the fences on their content as well, too. So, right. um, yeah, we got some good stuff to talk about for some of these movies. Let's get to our first topic. The first being what was arguably one of the more shocking thing, one of the first big, massive titles that has been <sighs> dropped on streaming day and date with theater release. And that is Wonder Woman 1984. This is a movie that was highly anticipated. Yeah. A lot of people were looking forward to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and rightfully so. The first one I thought was and it was the best, hands down, the best DC movie out of this whole new lot of movies that they pushed out. Uh, that's Better a than tough the Batmans. Debate. I mean, I guess I still haven't seen Aquaman, but I heard Aquaman is actually really good. It, yeah, oh, really? I mean, well, yeah. I mean, it's all right. But I mean, like from what I had seen of all the other ones, this was the the first Wonder Woman was fucking awesome. I love I love that's just, that's why I was so excited for this movie. Oh, and like, I think that's what everyone was. Excited I I really love the first basically one. Basically, came in and righted the ship. Mm-hmm. Oh look, DC could be really, really good. DC could be good with the right people yeah. and the right storylines and, and doing whatnot. And everyone's like, oh my god, Wonder Woman is so good. And so Wonder Woman 1984 released two pretty good reviews too. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, it's the movie we need this year. And it's, it was, yeah, the first few days. We was... need this, and the 2020 ends in a in a high note. And I'm thinking, fuck yeah, dude. That's on top of that. But Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman comes in again to like save the day and like, on Christmas Day. Sw- Christmas Day, it's a Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Christmas sweet, gift. can't wait to watch it. Can't wait. And you to watch watched it. it a day ahead of me, and you're like, and you were like, hey, did you watch it? I was like, not yet. And you go, I'll wait. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Well, he's probably really excited about it. And so we watched it on New Year's Eve. I spent oh, the right. last two and a half hours of 2020. That's <laughs> how you framed it, too. <laughs> watching Wonder Woman 1984 thinking there's no fucking better way to go into 2021 watching the feel-good movie of the year. And then 2021 rolled around, and I was like, Boy, 2020 ended perfectly. Mm-hmm. That that ended just like I expected it to end. Absolutely. Wonder Woman 1984 is not a good movie. Just my opinion. I know you have some thoughts on it as well, and I'm sure people in the chat want to talk about it. I want to get you guys and gals' thoughts as well. But this was not a good movie. Um, I, it, it was. It was. It was. It was convoluted to a degree where I didn't really know what was going on half the time. Mm-hmm. Um, which is super unfortunate because there's a lot of good actors in this movie. I love Chris Pine. Chris Pine, great actor. Pedro, I really, Pedro Pascal. Oh yeah, great actor. The Mandalorian. Uh, uh, Pedro Pascal, for the record, before you go farther, was highly underutilized in the movie. He was great when he was on screen for the parts that he had, and he was definitely committed. Oh yeah, oh he was, he was all in underutilized yeah. in this movie. But anyways, great like, casting. Kristen Wiig. Great casting. Great casting. I love Kristen Wiig. I love Kristen Wiig. Didn't like what they utilized of her, especially the last twenty minutes. Jesus. Wow. And Six Piece Nug has been wanting emotes. Look at that, buddy. We got the emotes. <laughs> there you go, there you go buddy. Got there you your go. emotes. Appreciate all the stuff. Uh, Kristen Wiig, Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Pedro. Pa- I mean, you got you got the lineup. You got yeah. the, you got the the, the, the the people that can carry Dad a triple A movie. But man, convoluted story. Horrific CGI. Wasn't great. The the special effects in this movie. That's right, Trick. Was horrific. Mm-hmm. There were scenes where she was running really fast down the road, and I was thinking in my mind, and before I could say anything, Melissa goes, this looks cheap. This looks really stupid. And I was like, it does. It looks really fucking stupid. It was like I was, it was bad. Like It was really bad watching some of these scenes. Some of the CGI in this movie is horrible. 
for a movie of this magnitude. This is a full, big budget, you know, DC movie. And it was, I mean, it didn't look, it didn't look fake. It looked, it looked cringy. Yeah. Was not a fan of the CGI. Um, the ending was just a mess. Kristen Wiig turns into a cat, and she is all CGI for the most part. And I was like, "What is going on?" Actually, well, for the most part, yeah, because Matt, like the makeup they did on her was part CGI, or she was part CGI. Like it's like they should have CGI'd her face, and they didn't. It was like it was bull- like the Henry Cavill mustache thing. Like part of it was CGI, right? Like, like like it's like did they went into like the Dollar Tree and got some like makeup to do her <laughs> cheetah lines? Like what the fuck is that? Like. Yeah, you want me to go? Yeah, go. Okay, so here's my thing. Um, I I love Gal Gadot. I think she's fantastic as Wonder Woman. I love the casting. I know at first she when she was casted there was some bullshit about it. I don't fucking care. I always get over all that shit. But um, she's great casting for Wonder Woman. The thing I liked most about the movie, the numero uno thing, was they actually really explored more of Diana's powers. Sure. And the things that make her part of the DCU, like. Mm-hmm. More of the uh, uh, the 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 whip of truth or what wrote lasso, lasso God yeah. whip. Um, I mean, no, my mind's it. B and B after dark, yeah, ready for it. Um, what are those grapes? Um, the you know, everything that she was doing like that, that was the stuff I love. I love that her outfit was more traditional, bright colored, like mm-hmm. you know, gold, uh, um, red and blue. I, I loved all that, and um. I think that Kristen Wiig was fantastic as always, and it comes back again to what we always say: comedians that turn those drama roles. Yep, she's they're, good. They're, she's she, really good. She was, I think, of all the movie, and I'll get to that in a moment. She was the biggest tragedy of the movie, and not from the story sense, but because her story was so good and it was very anticlimactic. And um, you know, th- that was the whole thing about the entire story was that it was anticlimactic. It was not a great story. Uh, Chris Pine was completely just a wasted. That role. was that was so that was like, so lame. I get like what they were trying to do, but it yeah. should have been different. Then I yeah. guess I don't fucking know. Like, come up with something better. Like the whole the whole premise of the story was bullshit. It was just shit. It was that was the best you could come up with. You have a trove of DC knowledge, mm-hmm. a trove of things you could do. Or here's an idea. How about if you have a you're having a hard time figuring out where you want your story to go, then just if they would have center focused around Kristen Wiig yep. because of how well she was instead of having Pedro involved and mm-hmm. that character and everything going on, then why didn't they fucking do that? Mm-hmm. You didn't need him as a catalyst at yeah. all. She could have just been che- turned into Cheetah and do some Cheetah shit and made you mad and just whatever. And and, and they didn't do that. And it's a shame because. You know, when you, when you first see these comedians in anything, like you think of how many years ago when you start seeing um, Tom Hanks in roles like that, and people mm-hmm. are like, you know, yep. uh, oh Tom Hanks, like Philadelphia or something, like right, oh, right. what's he gonna do, right? And then he comes out and he's like, holy shit, right? Mm-hmm. Kristen Wiig, in my opinion, even though it's, it's just a comic book movie, shows that she's got some serious chops, and I want to see her in some 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 more roles. Like she had, she's kind of like, uh, uh, she. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna compare her to Sarah Paulson by any means, but she has that ability to be a Sarah Paulson, in my honest opinion. Like she, I can see that she's got some chops, but no one's given her that chance. Mm-hmm. And, and I, f- I feel like it's a big shame because if they'd have been more central around her, mm-hmm. I think this movie could have been great, but they didn't. They were too worried about stuffing so much shit in it yeah. and maybe getting some names in it. The CG was shit. She looked like shit when she turned into Cheetah. It was just like, what the fuck? Like, man, you could have had, you could have just focused around Cheetah 
I really like I liked awesome. her story arc. Like I liked the struggle. It was the, awesome. The, struggle the progression. Character. Yeah, she's she's constantly you know being Man. objectified. You know, guys are just treating. I mean, you you see the struggle of women, and 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 she's tr- finally gets to a point where. You know, she possesses these powers, and now she's starting to feel empowered. And it's just like, I, I love the way that they, they handled her story. I thought yeah. it was just, her character arc was really, really good. It's just that final 20 minutes was just just really, really goofy. There's a lot of good stuff coming up here, and I want to get, because you guys are spot on, too. Hit him. Um, El, El Blanco makes a good point. Look at Robin Williams and Fisher King. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, guys like him, even, too. Like, he was a great dramatic actor, too. Oh, dude, like um, like Goodwill Hunting? Oh, dude. Oh, but no, no, you want to know it's underrated. That's an amazing movie. Two movies. Dead somebody Society, mentioned, for the record. Somebody too. mentioned uh, this movie, I think it was during the last show, in the chat. I can't remember who it was. Um, two movies that I love of his that are really kind of underrated that sometimes get overlooked. Obviously, you know, Goodwill Hunting was amazing. Yep. Insomnia. Christopher Nolan directed oh, yeah, uh, with yeah, Al Pacino, yeah, yeah. Hillary Swank, and Robin Williams. God, I haven't seen that in years. Fucking awesome ass movie. That movie's amazing. Uh, Insomnia. The other one, and somebody mentioned it last time. One hour photo. That's a good f- oh. Cy the photo oh. guy. Cy the photo guy. Yeah, dude, that's a really good fucking movie. Yeah, dude. One hour photo was Blanco knows. It was nuts. Like he is a real fucking weirdo in that movie. And it was just like, dude, this is Robin Williams. Yeah. Funny guy. So, so my favorite Robin Williams movie is, uh, and will always be Dead Poet Society. I'm a, I'm a poet. Ooh, my poet bleeding heart, one. poetic heart, is, it will always love that movie uh, mm-hmm. for as long as they live. And I, I absolutely love that movie. And that was one of my favorites that he ever did. So, but that's the point. Like these, you got these people like that, that are so good in these comedies. And we, I know we talk about this often, and I, and I love that it's a central theme around here. But the, these are the guys that come out and do these, these. These characters and these uh, roles, and they just completely destroy. I thought you were going to say toys when you said his favorite movie, and I was like, "Dude, that was actually Primes." (laughs) That was actually Primes. Uh, For my money, though, you know, man, just um, he's so he's so good in Goodwill Hunting, and the ending, the ending scene, you know, where he's like, "Well, it's not your fault." I remember I was in the theater and I was bawling, just because it's just dude. Ron Williams was always just such a warm. Actor, he was very charismatic, and I mean, he was like the guy. You're like, man, I just want to give this guy a hug. You know, he just he was always just a warm character, and he was so good in Goodwill Hunting. Mm-hmm. And that that ending, man, I'm telling you, man, I was like seriously just teary eyed. When when the so when the boys get on the desks and do Oh Captain, My Captain, Dead Poet Society, boom! Oh really? I'm a complete man. That movie, I'm telling you, that movie mm-hmm. is like. Mork and Mindy. I mean, obviously Mork and Nanu, Mindy. Nanu, Nanu. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Mork and Mindy. Oh, man. I, I tell you it. what, there, there's a the guy that I miss is Robin Williams. Uh, just a fucking a talent like you wouldn't believe. Just Prime, you are right about that, too. Uh, the gold armor, when she gets that on, was trashed immediately. Dude, where the fuck was she hiding it? That's personal. No, but I mean, seriously, that was the personal. one part of the movie where I was like, that was like she one of the She mentioned it parts. early on, I think, though, didn't she? I thought she mentioned it early Dude, on. Dude, she's flying through the sky on the way to that place. She doesn't, where is it? It might have been hidden in her apartment. No, but what I'm. Ask Dude. her. She's dude. She's flying to this location, and she's over the water, and she's going to this island, and then she shows up, and she has it on. I'm like, where the fuck was she hiding it? I'm wondering. I'm Man, wondering. I was like, it I'm, was right. I understand it was in the apartment, it, but she's she's flying to the location. She's not going to the apartment. She's going to this island to break up whatever's going on, and, and it's, it's the whole scene leading up to it. I'm wondering if she calls it while she's in the sky. I don't fucking know. Man, like, fuck that. Know. That was like, just another just dumbass. It yeah, makes there, no there fucking you go. Yeah. quick stop. Yeah, my ass. She's like, we got to get there right now. Like, and she's you... flying, and then she's, she goes back to the apartment. She was on her way there. It's fucking terrible. That movie prison. sucked. Prison, prison. <laughs> Some prime reacted something to me and said, Wow, did cuddles? 
sit on a chair upside down, and then six piece nugs and the Soviet Russia chair sit on you. Oh my Lanta! Wow, first man, you guys, you guys got some. Oh there. Blanco, yeah. knock it off! Oh, clean my. it up, clean oh. it up! Oh man, oh jeez! Yeah, good looking. <laughs> wow. Wow. wow, we got wow, we got the sophomore that. humor. In here Every, everybody's out kind of like it. Great. Kind of yeah, like I'm it. Into I like it. that kind of humor. I into it. Blanco. No, I mean it was just you know I was really excited for this movie. I love any movie that goes back to the '80s. Okay, because that's, oh. I mean there's so much potential. All you gotta I say the, since the soundtrack was weak too. I like the like the licensed it, music. It was it was so yeah like you hardly even heard her theme that you've heard in like some of the other movies. Finally it came. It clicked at the end finally for a minute. It's just like dude, where the fuck? Where's her music? Like yeah, dude, but there was like like her music wasn't. In there much, but there, I mean, it's the '80s. You know, I didn't hear any like licensed music. Uh, I was like, like that was symbolic of the '80s. I was like, man, this this kind of sucks. And, and to to bring it all together, to 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 hopefully move on from this fucking topic too. The <laughs> ending, the ending was so anticlimactic and bullshit. Anyways, that it just like what the fuck? Like it, it just it, it was just like you like I didn't know what was going on at first, and that's mm-hmm. fine if it makes sense, but like. Then when you realize, you know, oh, okay, I'm fucking all right. Okay, that's what every, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. I was just like, this, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't really, uh, I, <laughs> there you go, Cuddle. See, I'm telling you, man, it was just, it was a, it was a really bad movie. And I, I, and I, and I don't like to, I don't like to argue with reviews because obviously reviews are, yeah, I, I, I like reviews. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, they're, yeah, they're subjective and it's a person's opinion. And there are certain reviews that I can, I can find like relations, like correlations with them. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I understand their thought process here. It's kind of how I see movies. So I know who I can trust and who I am. But man, when I saw this movie was sitting at like whatever it was when it first came out on Rotten Tomatoes, I was like, oh wow, this is really good. And then I watched it and I was like, this is not really good. It changed really fast after that movie came out too. The ratings really went. Oh, did it did it plummet? Oh yeah, you didn't see that? No, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, but by the user reviews or was it the actual I, like I don't recall. I just remember seeing the artist come through about saying that ever all those reviews changed real fast by the end of the day. <laughs> I remember that, so and, and dude, cuddles. It doesn't help. He says Wonder Woman eighty four was so hard to finish too. Dude, it was two and a half hours. Oh, I still finished. I know you finished. Fucking pervert. That is two and a half hours is way too long for that. I mean, if, especially with a story that's so convoluted. But I, now, my understanding is, my understanding is this movie saw a lot, a lot of um, a lot of delays. There was a lot of delays with this movie. It was pushed back a lot. So who knows what was going on. Oh, thank you guys hey, thanks so for much. All those subs, yo, we appreciate that. Appreciate those subs, thank you guys. You, thank and gals. you. Really, really appreciate you. Um, but <laughs> no, I, I wish it could have been better. I wish it would have been better. But unfortunately, this just was not a uh, a good follow up to uh to the first one. So, who paid to watch this? Well, I, I, I got HBO anyways. HBO Max. So technically, so. I kind of did because I love HBO Max. I know uh, it's funny that that uh, Prime now has HBO Max, and he wouldn't shut up for the last two weeks about all the content on there. So Six-piece nug. Thank awesome. you so much for that. Uh, those gift subs. That man. was we you? Oh, you thanks, brother. It. Appreciate you, dude. Josh Josh says stop eating. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Look at me. Look at this. I can't stop. I'm it's sorry. It's probably because he's hungry. He is hungry. He's mad. He's, <laughs> he's mad. mad. Fuck you, Josh. He's I'm going to eat this whole box, dude. I'm going to eat this whole box. Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to see I'm going to eat this box on Twitch, are you? Don't look at me when you say that. Oh my Atlanta. I'm gonna get fucking uh we're gonna get tagged for that one. Anyways, so that's our that's our thoughts on Wonder Woman. I mean, did you have to add anything else to this? I mean it was just in the, it was an abysmal movie. What? I'm busy. Are you poking her eye out? Don't yeah. do that. She's gonna No. God, you didn't even wash your hands. I know you pooped. You're oh, that's a good hand. Gross. I'm I'm right handed anyways. All right, let's move on to a better movie. Movie really? that we enjoyed. Yes. Moving on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, come on. We're not going to get into the other one yet. We're going to talk about Pixar's Soul. 
Mm-mm-mm. Starring Jamie Foxx in the lead role. Mm-hmm. And Tina Fey. Tina Fey. And Angela Bassett. And, oh. Now look, I'm going to tell you something right now. Uh-oh. Angela Bassett, I swear to God, every year she gets one year older, she gets one year hotter. I am an Angela Bassett stan for life. Angela Bassett is an absolutely She's not only beautiful. is she talented as hell. I mean, I mean she she can play a hard nosed I'm gonna fuck you up chick in a movie. Yeah. But man, does she look good doing it. Mm-hmm. Huge fan of Angela Bassett. Big fan. Sorry, I had to get that out of the way because huge fan of Angela Bassett. Knock it off. It's uncomfortable now. Knock it off. <laughs> we'll take a cold shower. But yes, talented voice cast, really, really good. Uh, and it was it was a moving story. It was a, it, was. It, was, it was a good good story. Uh, good performances from everybody. The, uh, this is one of the best looking Pixar movies. There are some shots in this movie that are really oh, really it was a good. beautiful it's fucking a film, gorgeous movie, absolutely. Really, 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 really good movie. So I, I was really happy with the way it looked. I was happy with the story. If there was one critique, I didn't feel like it hit me. Like I was kind of hoping some of the other Pixar movies has, emotionally speaking. I love the story, and I love the, perp- the, the concept of it. You know, trying to figure out what's important in life, what your purpose is in life, and, and not letting one certain thing define what you're, you know, what you're about. I love that part of it. But I didn't feel like the ending was quite as emotionally satisfying right. as I would hope. But it was good. It was I, really, yeah, really good. I get that. But I thought they were going to go, you know, a little bit more of a, a harder-hitting ending. You it's know almost like if a Pixar movie doesn't really, like, hit you hard enough and you start bawling. Uh, like, and just, there are some up. that do that, man. And, Toy well, Story 3, no joke, dude. Toy Story 3, you, oh, you got the you, trash yeah, you got it, compactor, when they're in the yeah. trash compactor. Oh, and, like, alert. <laughs> they're all sitting there. They're all sitting there. And they all start holding hands because like, you're like, holy shit, are they going to fucking die right now? Yeah, and I'm not joking, dude. Right here, man. I, I had it going. Yep, holding hand, half ass. He knows, dude. He knows. I mean, it, dude, it's like it was one of the most like mature theme moments in a Toy Story game. I mean, they're all sitting there, and they all like are looking at each other, and you're just like, they're holding hands. And you're like, holy fuck, are they really? Are they doing really this gonna right do now? this? And they really are they did really it? doing this? And I was like, man, this is. This is a oh man, Soul made me cry three times though. What are you talking? About? I'm uh, you know, Swingsy Cat. Like I, I, there was a I got teared up um, when he. There's a scene where he's at a, at his piano when he when I think things start to click. I was like, oh, okay, this is I kind of dig this part. But I mean, like Toy Story. I mean, there's been other movies, Pixar movies and cartoons that have hit me a lot harder. But I mean, it was an emotional flick. There are some good spots. I just didn't feel like it was a a home run emotional flick. But if you cry three times and there's some things that you could connect with. Fuck what I think, Sphinxy. You loved it. It was you cried three times. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I, I don't know that I I think I'm kind of more on par with you on that. I'm I'm trying to remember right now at this point too. I want to say that I definitely got hit on the feels pretty hard somewhere. Like I was probably dropped some um, you know, it was dusty in my home or something. But <laughs> um, you know, but man, the 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 I don't know, there's there's something about this movie that still made it more unique outside of other Pixar movies. And maybe it was the lack of comedy to some degree. It was a very like, it was a very mature movie. It was a very mature movie. Yep. We, we watched it with the 13 year old. She enjoyed it. You mm-hmm. know, um, I think, you know, any, it touches any kid, on some pretty heady themes in there too, especially in the scene. And that's with, important. Yeah. I mean, that's really, why Disney's important. When, yeah. You know, when, when she, when she has people telling her, you have no purpose and stuff like that, 
that stuff can lead to some dark areas. And I thought that was really interesting how they kind of explored that, and they, they did it in a way where it wasn't too dark. And I mean, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't talk about these things. There are, there are things we need to talk about when people feel like there's no purpose to life. Mm-hmm. That leads to a lot of dark mm-hmm. areas. And I feel like they did a good job of kind of like it was exploring a lot that. of that stuff. And that's, yeah. and I think that's what part of the reason why, like, I really like felt like a, at least attuned into the movie. Yep. Yep. You I know? thought that was really strong. I thought that was a really good like way to like, they, they told the line, you know, they right. didn't make it too dark, right. but they said, Hey, look, it's really difficult for a lot of people when they can't find purpose. It's very difficult for them. Yeah. And that leads to some really rough. There was shit. a lot of great messages in the movie. Yep. Um, it's definitely not like, again, and we say like you're, you're overly comedic or fun Pixar, maybe not, maybe the ones that are over the emotion because it is real. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but all that said, it's a fantastic fucking movie. Mm-hmm. It's what you want from a Disney and Pixar movie in some in some degree, especially more. I think if you're adults, you know, like I think that's you know that, that's one of the things I like about a lot of Disney movies and Pixar movies. Both is that you know, and I know they're they work together, but they're still separate. But you know, there there's a lot of things that goes over kids' heads, and that's fine because they do know like adults exactly. like us are. I'm always going to be a Disney adult until I die. You know, I'm a kid at heart, so mm-hmm. I love Disney pretty much anything. Um, but uh. This movie was just it was it was a lot of beauty in it and and it was uh the music like like we were talking about fucking beforehand jazz, like jazz man. music I love is jazz. so fuck cuz and that's why like it, everything about it fits like about finding purpose in in the things that uh you know uh, you know what you uh what you do or don't think of your life maybe or what you how you roll your with your life or what you're consume, doing with your life, yeah, yes. Trying yeah. not to let life, con- you know, certain you know, things so, consume you. Right, which made jazz music perfect for it because that's all jazz music is, is soul. It's all about coming from yep. inside of you. So so everything about it was honestly just a, a fucking beautiful film. I, I can't talk uh, great enough about it, and I totally hope that everybody gets a chance to watch it because, again, it's not, you know, go into it just knowing, I'm going to watch an enjoyable movie. You may or may not, like, get overly emotionally tied to it, but... Um, I guarantee you're gonna watch it and be like, "Wow, that was a really good movie." And yeah, I, it's deep. You're man. gonna you're gonna it's be deep. moved by it. It was it's a very moving film. And, you know, and I want to touch on he says, man. Like I love jazz, and jazz has a special place in my heart because when I was a child, when I was really small still, and my mom wanted to help me sleep, she would play jazz music. No shit. She would play jazz music in the house, and that was always what calmed me down and always got me to, to sleep. So I've always had a fondness for jazz music. Um, you know, and when I see a movie like this, it's 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 so good, and I love how they explore the things. How when a musician's in the zone. That scene where he's playing, that, and he gets in the zone. I was like, dude, that's so fucking great. rad because that's so that's so true how it is for a lot of these musicians. They just kind of block everything out, and they're just in. And it was so good. It I'm was so, so good. glad you said that because that was one of my takeaways from the movie too. Was that I love when when uh, media or whatever puts like almost like a picture to something you've just only thought about. Yep. And how they did that with the in the zone and how they explained that was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I love and everybody can connect with that and then they made it so everybody can connect with it yep but musicians it's almost like this different level thing oh it's I think a different too, thing for them you man. know but man yeah that I thought that was awesome I that, that was brilliant writing in the, on their part oh, it was really good. I was really into that and I, I don't know like like I love, you know speaking of jazz movies have you ever seen Whiplash Mm-mm. oh my god okay this is a homework assignment for everybody Whiplash with J.K. Simmons is fucking incredible it is like seriously JK. one of my favorite like mu- m- movies based around music that I've ever seen. J.K. Simmons, I think he won an Oscar for. It. I think he won like best supporting actor. Like, he cr- he is incredible in Whiplash. 
Yes, Cuddles knows. Whiplash is amazing. Um, I can't remember the other guy, the kid's name who plays a lot of him. He's he's, uh, he's an upcoming actor. He's he's been in a lot of good stuff. Um, is this a newer movie? It's it's probably about what uh three. Well, I don't want to say five or anywhere to five six years ago. Six years ago. Um, it's some the kid's name is Teller something Teller Miles Teller. Hmm. But uh, I can't remember what it is. my yeah I think Miles Teller. I want to say that's what it is Miles Teller, but. Yeah, yeah, Miles Drivers, Miles Drivers is okay, okay. Yeah, Whiplash do it, but I mean, it's J.K. Simmons is like this super demanding school teacher. Like he, he's a music teacher, very demanding, very demanding, and you don't know what to make of him, and you you learn to hate him through the fucking movie. But it's the underlining story, and the way it ends, you're just like, that was fucking awesome. Thanks, guys. It is really, really good. There you go. Miles Teller. Okay, yeah, Miles Teller. Whiplash 4K. If you guys get a chance, if it's on, I don't know if it's on streaming services, please watch Whiplash. Awesome jazz music, but incredible performances all around. This is, the, Whiplash is a fucking awesome movie. Hmm. Huge fan. I may have to check that of out. Whiplash. Another awesome jazz movie with a great story. Uh, but um, no, but Soul loved it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was uh, it was a, it was an endearing story. It was a good story. It explored a lot of different things. Great performances all around. Mm-hmm. Great music, and it looked great. Some of the lighting and wait, I still it's hard to believe that these are CG, yeah like, the animation like in this. Movies. Yeah, I, I agree like, with you on that shit, too. Like yeah, it, and I think because it was more a lot of it had a lot of real world feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely had like this 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 like almost surreal, really. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say lifelike look, but I know exactly what you're talking. When you see it and watch it, you'll see it. There, there was just something very, very. Uh, um, man, I can't think of the word I'm thinking of. I want to think of before this, but um, it, it, yeah, it just felt so real. I, I don't know. I get. No, oh, it's 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 go. a great flick. I mean, big fan. If you guys check it out, uh, like Inside Out. <laughs> the kid was in the terrible. Yeah, he was in the he was in the terrible Fantastic Four movie. Miles Teller. Was oh, in there. okay. He was now also in. About. Was it War Dogs with Jonah Hill? Um. It's it's directed by the guy who did Joker, um, Todd Phillips. Phillips. War Dogs, I believe, is the one with Miles Teller and Jonah Hill. Good flick. Yo, these pretzels are what's up. So, moving on from Soul to the more controversial uh, movie. And this is where we will bring in one of our viewers. Tricky Regent will be a part of this discussion mm. in just a moment. Tricky trick. But our next topic, Netflix's Midnight Sky. Starring and directed by George Clooney. And it has a hell of a cast. Great cast. Mm-hmm. All around. I mean, great actors, actresses, all over the place. Great movie. Sci-fi. Yeah, let's go. I'm going to let you start first oh. with this movie. So, Cabadocian texted me one night or day or whatever and was like, man, have you seen that Midnight Sky on Netflix yet? I'm like, no. He's like, dude. You won't spoil anything, Cuddles. I'm going to spoil I- one thing, though. Dude, he's like, man, I, I watched it. And he's like, I, I need you to watch it because it just blew my fucking mind. I'm like, okay, okay, I was pretty serious about this. All right, I'll give it a shot, you know. And I watched it, and I watched it late in the evening. It was like I started at like midnight and ended well or two thirty or something. I was like, man, I really should be going to bed, but I'm really hooked on this movie. I really dug a lot of the direction of the movie. Um, and and all the stuff I'm gonna say positively now has been kind of uh, tarnished a little bit because. When we started talking about it a little bit deeper today, <laughs> you started putting that perspective. I'm like, huh, hmm, yeah, hmm, okay. So I enjoyed the movie. I, you know, of course, I love sci-fi. And what I liked about it is that there was a lot of 
with George specifically, a lot of things clearly going on with his character. Yes, um, absolutely. There's a lot of things going on in the world. There's, uh, you know, crises, things that happen, whatever. Um, but it felt like only part of the movie was sci-fi, which was really unique to me. And mm-hmm. then when you kind of almost they transitioned more into the sci-fi, sure. it was just like, whoa. And then, like, the movie is gorgeous. Like, holy shit. Like, yep. 4K Ultra. Like, it is crisp when you're watching this. And somebody who loves sci-fi, when you see, like, you know, um, spaceships in the future and things like that, you need that crispness and you want that kind of like, you really want to feel that, uh, that imagination, that, that sci-fi-ness of it. And they, yeah, you they want that, you great. want the depth of space. Yes. Yes. And they the, did that. Yeah. So that was so awesome. So, you know, when you're, when, when you're dealing with the things that George Clooney is, uh, earth side and you're like, man, this is kind of crazy. And then it kind of pushes on cause it's really not about those necessarily. And then, you know, you start seeing things that his character is dealing with. He's kind of alone. Um, you're like, man, this is this kind of sucks. You start feeling in tune with that character, and then it kind of transitions into more of the sci-fi sense of it and what's going on outside of the planet as well, too. Um, you start like I personally start kind of almost forgetting about him to a degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is uh, I I don't know if that's kind of the part. It's not of a good idea. thing. It's George Clooney. Right, right. <laughs> and then it'll bring him back around and, and and stuff like that. And he's got these tough decisions to make. He starts making these tough decisions. There's a lot of bad going on here, and in in this role, you almost kind of got to wonder, like, what is somebody going to do, right? And and at first, for me, like, I'm like, this is quite a struggle. This sucks. This character's got to go through a lot. Blah yeah, blah he's blah. Struggling. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's 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 dying basically. Right, he's right, right, do right. Transfusions on himself. Right, you yeah. know. And, and and then by the time you're, you know, done with the movie, and and there's there's uh, I don't know if it's a twist. It's kind of a pseudo twist or a realization. We'll say, mm-hmm. um. I was just like, like, and I think this is where Cap was at. He was like, man, I just had no idea. And what is this, this, this? And that's kind of how I felt too. Like, man, like I completely missed that. Was it obvious? Like, holy shit. It got me in the feels. It's like two yep. 30 in the morning. And I'm like, damn, like I really was feeling that movie. Like I enjoyed this movie. I think I texted you even yeah, late. You did, that you day. Did, I was you like, did, yep. dude, you got to watch this fucking movie. We got to talk about it. Like, holy shit. This, no <laughs> one's talking about this movie, you know? And I'm like, man, this, this is a good movie. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. And then I stopped having a good time because you. Then then you watched it and told me I couldn't have a good time with it. Uh, look. Before we get into my side of it, um, Tricky Region is kind of going to be the deciding factor here. Is he the deciding factor? I'm going to let you get your stuff. Now, look, we're still trying to work on how we will make this happen. Uh, why did Tone just turn into Pesci? That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> what am I a clown or something, Owen? <laughs> do I make you laugh? Do I amuse you? Yeah, do I amuse you? So. What we want to do with this is we want to be able to bring some of you into the stream while we're having a discussion and chime in on certain things. Now, there's still, like I said, this is gonna we're gonna roll this out in phases, uh, but this allows to have you know some of our viewers hop in, be a part of the discussion, share their opinion, and obviously this is something that we would like to grow into maybe more than uh, probably like almost every segment. That's what we're trying to go to. But there's certain things we got to work on first. We want to tweak things, make sure it sounds good for you, the viewers. Uh, make sure that it's, you know, we don't, you know, make sure we have a screening process because, you know, as, as Banter and Babble grows, obviously we'll get more people in. But I think right now what we're going to keep this to is we're going to keep this to subs and to people who have been around for a long time that we know and trust, people that we know in IRL, basically. That way we can kind of limit or, like, basically eliminate uh, having, like, just some random show off up and just start stuff. saying some bull- yeah, off-color shit. So, um, but let me see here if I got this right. So we're we're adding a sub channel on the Discord. Um, adding a sub channel to the Discord. And we're gonna get that set for everybody. So anybody that's a subscriber will have a specific channel. 
Yeah. Uh, Tricky, are you in the chat? I don't think he's in the chat. He's in the chat. I can see him. Is he in the chat? He's in the chat. Can you hear him? Oh, yep, there he is. I heard him for a second. Did you hear him? I did hear him for a second. There he is. There he is. Tricky. There we go. All right. Can everyone hear Tricky? Tricky, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us who you are. I'm Tricky Regent, uh, friend of the dude. Uh, Work with him up in Saginaw. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Tricky, you are the first caller into this show. First caller ever. This is pretty rad. Pretty excited about this. It's pretty awesome. I want to get your thoughts on Midnight Sky. What did you think of Midnight Sky? Share them with us. Um, I wasn't really sure. You know, I, watching the whole movie, I think I wanted to be more maybe emotionally drawn in. Um, I felt like, you know, that that's where the movie was going, you know. And then I didn't really get that, you know, until maybe the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the sci-fi part of it. Uh, wasn't really sure what was going on. I guess maybe I know some people don't like the character development, but I wanted more of that, you know, or to at least know what was going on on the planet. Yes, <laughs> you know, yep. we don't really know. Um, you know, basically, it's doomsday, end of the world. Uh, and then we're just trying to figure out what's going on. You know, I guess that was my my biggest thing was is I, I didn't really know what was going on. You right, know? and then you've got George Clooney's character who's going through some things. Uh, he's sick. Um, <laughs> you know, then you get this little girl that comes in and you're like, oh, okay. You know, so I don't know if we're doing spoilers or not, so I'm not going to go there. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We try. To, I don't know. Some people haven't seen it yet. <laughs> right. Right. You know, so I just, I don't know. I just, I didn't feel emotionally attached to it. Sure. Um, I don't know. And it, it was just kind of, I wanted more, you know, we, you had, uh, you know, Felicity Jones, Yep. You know, I, I liked her character, but we needed more from her. So yeah, we I, didn't. I just didn't feel like there was enough in there. Yeah. No, and, and, and I agree with what Tricky's saying. Like you said, I know you kind of explained things to me before, um, beforehand, you know, you know, here's what was going on on Earth. I didn't see I didn't see that part that you were telling me about that describes what's going on on Earth. And that was part of the thing that bothered me because, like, we're not getting explanations on what's going on on Earth. Uh, we're not getting a whole lot of stuff that's going on on K-23. I mean, there's just, there just, there wasn't a whole lot of. I had more questions than I did answers after and not watching the this right movie. way because you want questions that make you think, not questions like, well, it's kind of like there's loose ends or something. Right, like that. right, right. Yeah, the story, right. and for a movie like this, when you have, when you have this ending, and I understand, and we won't get into the twist. There is a twist at the end, but here's my problem. With this movie. And Tricky, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that feedback, too. Thank you for sharing that. And thanks for calling in, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate it, fellas. Later, homie. See ya. So, like, here, here, and I agree with what he's saying, and I do like, there are a lot of elements that I like about this movie. Like you said, the, the technically speaking, it's wonderfully shot. George Cooling directed this, and he does a very good job at, at, at certain elements of it. But my biggest concern with this movie is this is a sci-fi movie. Now, yes, it takes place like 29 years in the future. A lot of advancements could have, you know, probably have been made. Certain things can be done. What have you. This movie lost me when George Clooney is, they're, they're in like this, this, this container. Here it comes. And they're in, they're in Antarctica or they're in the Arctic, whatever. One of the fucking cold poles. That's where they're at. Oh. 
And he's sitting in this container, and water starts to rush in. Okay. And he's swimming around in the water, and he's like, oh, shit, I got to get out of here. And so he's, he's, he gets the girl out, and he's running through this water, and then his snowmobile that they're riding around is slipping into the water, and it has a package on there that's very important to him that he needs. And the snowmobile falls in the water, and George Clooney is in the water swimming after it. He stops and looks at it. As in the if, Arctic. In the Arctic. He's swimming and looking at it like, shit, can I make it to this? And then he stops and he's thinking a little bit more. He's like, ah, oh, fuck, I should probably get back to the surface. Then he swims back up like he's, like he's swimming in Lake Michigan. Like he's good, okay? If you're going to make a sci-fi movie that's based on science, you better fucking address hypothermia. Look, I wanted to like this movie a lot, okay? I really wanted to like this movie. I've done the polar plunge in Saginaw, okay? Saginaw is not the Arctic. I've jumped into a lake where a hole is cut out in the ice, and you jump in for money, you raise money for a charity, and you get out. Dude, when I jump into this water, I am basically fighting the firefighters in the water trying to get you out. I am trying to get out that fucking fast. The water will seriously stick you with, like, pins and needles. It fucking hurts. Yeah. And George Clooney is just swimming through like it's a nice summer day in Lake Michigan. Do I go after that thing? He has the presence of mind to stop and figure out, do I go for it or not? Fuck that shit. As soon as that water hits me in the container, I am running for the highest peak in that fucking continent. I was like, what is going on? And then, to make matters worse, George Clooney swims to the surface, gets up on the, on the, on the ice, on the ice in the snow, and puts a fucking coat on, and trudges across Antarctica, or wherever they're at, for another day and a half. Don't work like that, y'all. The minute I get out of the polar plunge, I'm in a fucking tent with hot cocoa and heaters running for 40 minutes before I'm comfortable. My man puts a coat on and walks across the Arctic, digs up a hole, lays in that on the snow. He good. That guy would be fucking dead. And that's where that movie lost me immediately. I was like, okay, this is really stupid. There's no way. There's no way. I'm sorry, that, 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 I was just like, I can't, there's no way I can believe this. Now look, it's sci-fi. It's sci-fi. And I get it, when you're in 2049, you gotta suspend a little disbelief. There's a lot of like, you know, could this be a thing? I don't know. He's like 60 years old, he's dying, you fall in this fucking water, I don't care what kind of advancements we made over the next 20 years, you're fucking dead. Because we've been around for a long time. If Arctic water wasn't so bad, we would be, I'd, be, I'd be able to do the polar plunge and just stay in the water all day. You can't do that. I was like, this is really stupid. And then my other issue with this movie, and, and this is nitpicky, and I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks, but it just annoys me because I said it before it happened. I was watching it with my wife. There is, uh, with the other cast, the other cast are up in a space station. And they're, uh, they're like, we got to do a spacewalk. We got to go out and fix the space station. And I'm like, okay, okay, all right, I see what's going on. That's cool, that's cool. They're going to go out there. And, and then immediately it hit me. I was like, wait a minute. George Clooney directed this. 
George Clooney directed this and George Clooney was in Gravity. Hmm. And I told my wife, I'm like, look, these people are outside on the space station. They just been hit by a meteor strike and i was like okay but they, they were inside they're outside fixing stuff i'm like if this fucking space station gets hit by a meteor strike while they're outside fixing it and somebody dies i'm turning this fucking movie off and they get through everything and, I, and i'm thinking okay they're going back inside we made it and then the the radar starts flashing and i'm like he is not copying this he is not the director of this movie and copying gravity and show enough, it happened. Once it got to that part, I didn't give a fuck about the twist at the ending. I didn't give a twist. I, I didn't fucking care about the twist at the end. The twist at the ending was actually kind of underwhelming. Had everything been good leading up to it, I would have been like, oh, man, that's, that's, that's cool. But by that point, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> this is, this, I can't believe that this, these are the choices that he made in this movie. I, just, I couldn't do it, you guys. I know the twist. Like I said, the twist would have been good. I it, it was it was a cool twist. Could have been a lot better had I not hated some of the shit that happened leading up to it. And then the very ending, I was just like, okay, that's anticlimactic and really stupid because again, I don't get any fucking answers to what is going on here. <clears throat> I'm sorry. So, that's where I'm at. I, so. I mean, this this should have been a really good movie. There's a, there, like you, like yeah. you mentioned, there's a lot of good things like about it. the cast is mm-hmm. able, they're talented. The, the production values are through the roof, but man, when I see George Clooney swimming right, through the Antarctic waters, I was like, okay, this is nope, we're done here. And the, and so so here so now here we are. Um, and uh, Blanco, you're right. He should learn from Mr. Freeze, by the way, in Batman and Robin. I do agree with that. Um, somebody said maybe it was an electric coat. I think I don't know if any of that. Dude, stuff, I, I don't mean, fucking right. Care I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that that point would. Yeah. Who said point, it was electric coat? I don't remember. Who was it cuddles? That? That's the only person I would allow to say that. Somebody, um, but yeah, so somebody said that. But that was that made me laugh. Um, uh, yeah. It, so now after you had said all that, um, matter of fact, after you watched the movie, um, you actually knocked on my door because you'd slash my tires for making you watch it, <laughs> which was really weird. But okay. Um. Now that you've said a lot of that stuff, you know, now I've got my brain ticking and I'm like, because now I can't stop thinking about and that I'm not shit. Trying that to say, and I'm not trying to like discredit the movie, man, but like it's certain they experiences, are. you know, you know, it, like I look at it like, you know, how certain experiences like prime. He has served this country well. He's, he was in the military and I'm sure there's probably things in movies where he's just like, that's fucking, just, there's no way. Right. That's stupid. But I mean, he also understands that, you know, action and action movies is action and action movies. There, there's, a certain level of disbelief. Right. But I'm sure there are certain things where it's trying to be projected as real. And even Prime is like, no, it doesn't work like that. And I'm not saying a polar plunge makes me an expert in freezing water, but it makes me an expert to know that that shit fucking hurts and right. I want out immediately. Right. I'm not swimming around. Cold water, it like seizes your muscle muscles. They like. I just that that's when I was like, okay, I'm done. I so, can't. I can't so, do anyways, at the end of the day, for me, I enjoyed parts of the movie. It was a beautiful and then movie. I ruined the rest. Of it. it was great <laughs> graphically. It was fucking beautiful. Fucking movie. Um, the 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 small shed of light that I enjoyed this movie is now gone, and I uh, never will watch it ever to again. Be <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. So you know, like I said, it, it's 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 not a t- it's not Wonder Woman eighty four. I no, mean, I didn't feel like I was wasting my time, but I did feel like, man, this is, this could have been. Yeah, better. see, that's like I felt like Wonder Woman '84 was borderline. Like I kind of felt like I wasted my time because there's no payoff. I don't feel like this movie wasted my time. I still enjoyed it. 
to some degree. I used to anyways until you ruined it. So <laughs> it does give a boost to your immune system. And what I remember Prime told me that was like, you know what? Uh, and I looked up and was like, oh, it does. That's cool. I don't give a fuck. He's 60 years old and he's dying. He's not going to be swimming around the water. So it's Prime. Fuck how much boost? Yeah. yeah. Prime is old as fuck, he's isn't like he? 60 That's years how he old. would know. That's how he would know. Uh, Wonder Woman was a surprising waste of time. Don't get me started. We'll, t- we'll waste more time talking about it. Yeah. But it was um, not a great one. All right. It was not a good time. Moving on. How are you doing? I'm scared. No, I mean, are you doing? Are you doing okay? I mean, are you you're drinking beers? It's kind of shit. Uh, it's probably a good point. Christ, probably a good point. Sorry, guys and gals, we'll be right back. Well, while we were away, I decided to dig into the jam. They have there's like this jam and bread, and it's it's so good. I washed my dick mittens. Oh my god, fucking gross. Of course, he takes the opportunity to go pee. I just smashed my face with just... I'm just eating everything out of here right now. Oh, my God. Oh, good. I want to know if these pretzels must be made locally, because I'm, I'm a pretzel guy. Mm-hmm. Those are fucking awesome. You can tell they're, like, made fresh, fresh. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, and I want a quick shout-out before we get in the discussion to my mom and dad for this awesome Christmas gift of a Mando t-shirt. They know me well, I clearly. Love Star Trek. Anyone anyone? What do you want from me? <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. They're grapes. They're grapes, yeah. There's grapes. There's pretzels. They have this, uh, man, we might as well. I'm sorry, guys. I don't fucking care. This is brown mustard. I got a little brown. Oh, is it? Yeah, try some brown. Oh, my God. It's stone, it's stone ground, too. Mm-hmm. Stone ground, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, shit. I'm not even much. I'm a pickle guy. These are garlic pickles. Yeah, they're good. Oh, my God. Oh, they're so good. Man. Sorry, you're going to hear me just eat the whole fucking time here. All right. I'm done. I like you're eating some ass. I digress. You know, actually, I can probably turn off my mic because you're going to talk for an hour here. Um, I'm not familiar with Star Trek. <laughs> no, kidding. Um, Yes, let's get into it, dude. Season finale. We didn't get a chance to talk about because we were off, mm-hmm. but Mandalorian. We want to bring it full circle. Season two has come to an end, mm-hmm. and what was arguably... Maybe not even arguably the best episode of the series so far. Some people are calling it some of the best Star Wars in many, many moons, actually, um, wow. for them. This uh, season Star Wars finale. in general. Yes. Like, Star Wars ther- storytelling. Yes. Um, some people are saying that this season finale was better than the entire sequel trilogy combined, even. That is words that people have been saying. Lots of words people have been saying. I'm going to start this out. Was saying if you first of all, I think we should be able to. If you haven't seen this yet, it's on you. I think you should be able. To, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm giving him carbonage. He can do whatever he wants. He can talk about whatever he wants. If you haven't seen this yet, I can't help you. Right. Okay? I can't help you. You've had. You've had three fucking weeks. You sir are unleashed. No filter. All right. I want your thoughts on this amazing episode. I'm gonna try, and I know sometimes I get long winded. These I'm gonna try and keep myself at least somewhat wrangled to a degree but right now here's the thing (laughs) this episode literally i'm gonna out with it when it when it started to unfold towards the last 10 minutes and a certain x-wing showed up and a lot of people were like there were still people out there who were like Oh, blah blah, New Republic's here! Yay, same day! Like, what are they going to do? There was a name people were throwing around um, of who it might have been. Uh, not Ahsoka. Um, 
somebody else in that storyline. There's another Jedi, another big like name. Cal Kestis from the G game. I don't know if that was the name, but there was another name that people were throwing. Going, oh, I wonder if this is maybe so e- Ezra was another Ezra, name. Ezra, Ezra, that's the one. Ezra, Ezra they thought was, maybe Ezra. There were people I was reading about. They're going, oh man, because I like I went on um, after I watched it. I went on YouTube and watched the reaction videos. Yeah, where people were watching it and people were like, oh man, is this fucking Ezra? Is this fucking Ezra? And I was like, oh, I never thought. I, never, I, mm-hmm. I don't know who Ezra is, but I was like, oh, there's a lot of people that thought that was Ezra. A lot of people th- thought maybe Cal Kestis, thought maybe Ezra, um, and then. The hope beyond all hope, and rebellions are definitely built on hope, as we all know. Yes. Um, when I saw that X-wing, I'm not kidding you. For for my star, I always call them my Star Wars friends, the Drastins, uh, uh, Rohit Raju, and some of these guys. There's a small group of us, there's a clique of us that play Battlefront two and wherever we can still. Mm-hmm. That you know, we talk Star Wars all day. We we maim Star Wars memes all day. That are you know just that kind of stuff. I had to after this episode go to them and be like, hey, I just want you guys to know. I was kind of put the feelers on them. Like I kind of started crying like right away. Am I alone on that? And they were ever, like pretty much everybody's like, "No, nah, man, it's cool." I'm like, "Whew!" Because like when that X-wing flew by the bridge, I instantly went like, "Oh my god, no! There's no way they're not doing this. Are they really doing this?" I knew instant. Like I just felt like I knew instantly. And everybody else was like, when I watched some of these reaction videos, you're hearing all these names, and I'm talking to everybody else, and they're like. Oh, we thought blah blah blah, and even in the show like Cardoon's like, "Oh, fucking New Republic, one X-wing, fucking sweet." I'm going to interject in, yeah. in between as you talk about this, just, to, just yeah, so I can throw my shots in as you're talking about certain things. When I saw the X-Wing, I didn't even think of that. Right. I didn't even think of that, but at the same time, I was just like, I was like, actually, I said, no, it's not, there's no way. It's, there's no way. You're, you're right. I don't know who it is. I, was, I don't think it, there's no way. I was completely like, you know, non, I was just going, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. And Drassen, yeah, Drassen definitely, he said it earlier about why he didn't like Soul because he has none. He's completely unemotional. Um, and he was, even, this even brought him to this and when it landed and I'm like, I'm just the entire time. Like as soon as I saw it, like I said, I started, I just I couldn't, I didn't even know. Like all of a sudden I just, I realized I'm like, I'm, why am I fucking tearing up? Like this is weird out of nowhere. Right. I mean, there's no way they're going to do this. No way they're going to do this. Right. This is a perfect timeline. You know, they're, they're, they're trapped in the bridge. The fucking dark troopers are pounding on the fucking door. Those guys are, cre- there's, there's the music. I love how the music yeah, all, was all in tune with their movements. Their, their, mu- their, their theme music for the record was some of the best of that entire series. Yeah, dude, it was, it was all in, it fucking was all in tune with their movements. I was fucking like, man, that's dope, dope dude. So clearly we all know they're, they're, they're trying to get Grogu to a Jedi. Yep. Grogu communes with somebody with who could, any Jedi out there is going to hear him. And beyond all hope, again, you would never think, we would never think, because the way the, the sequel trilogy was handled and how they handled this character fractured the entire fucking fan base. Yep. It really did. And over time, myself included, is one of, are one of those people who have really kind of been turned off to the sequel trilogy sure. um, because of how some of that stuff was handled. Uh, you see this cloaked character get out and just start lambasting these dark troopers. With a saber. With a lightsaber. But we don't know because it's, it's in black a black and, and white, white scene, which is brilliant, brilliant. That's when I directing. first said, what color is it? Exactly. Because, you know, this is post Jedi. Actually, so. it was two things the lightsaber and the glove. Right. I saw the glove and I was like, what color is that fucking lightsaber? And I waited. As soon as it started getting colored and you saw the glove yeah. and you saw the green and you're like, that's fucking Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Like I'm getting goosebumps right now. Dude, it was, it, and, and 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 I mean, I know it hit you guys really hard. Even myself, somebody who doesn't know as much as you guys do, I got like my nipples got hard, and like all of a sudden I got the I got the like a misty eye. I was like, oh my god, this is really him right now. Dude, it? it soon as soon as you saw that, I was like, 
again, it, it just turned on. I couldn't control it. And and here's the thing, like to explain anything when you're, um, I, I've, I the, the, here's the thing, like, and I've talked about it before. I've been a star Wars fan since seeing, uh, uh, a new hope on VHS for the first time mm. in the eighties when we got a VHS in like 85 or 86, whenever it was, I don't fucking know. Um, and then watching ESB, uh, empire strikes back over and over. Cause we taped it off the TV when it finally became, uh, they, they put, they put the star Wars movies on Sundays when like ABC 12 would do like Sunday movies. And they did first time they were ever on TV. We taped them on VHS and I would watch empire over and over. And Boba Fett was always my character. That was mm-hmm. always, that was my thing. So that's why this entire series and everything going on with it is so special to me. However, the point I'm trying to make is you're talking 30 years of investment into a product or into a something. You're going to get emotionally attached to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. That's just the reality of it. Like, there's a lot of things that I love retro. I love, you know, He-Man. I love, I love Transformers, things like that. Um, wrestling, all, all this stuff. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, like I tell everybody, I'm a big kid. I'm never going to grow up. That's just not how I roll. Star Wars is different. And... When you blast through the sequel trilogy and it's not what you want from certain characters and Mandalorian's bringing everybody together mm-hmm. and done something that these movies couldn't do and should have done. And even the prequels fractured parts of the fan base. Sure did. You know, they yep. sure, and, and it was, again, Filoni who his work with the Clone Wars and his work with Rebels brought a lot of people together. Yep. And this show has done that to the nth degree. Now... <laughs> To see a character like this, it, to uh, to see a time frame of a character that everybody's wanted to see for twenty some plus years, mm-hmm. since the you know uh, just really since even the end of uh, a Jedi, we've never gotten that, is so surreal for sure. But it's also like it, it's this it's this feeling of complete uncontrollable joy. I mean, this is the guy. This was the you know this is why you know. For the most part, the the stories are always about the Skywalker. The main movies are Skywalkers, and you can even debate it so a lot more about Anakin or whatever. But it's always we were always introduced to Luke first. That sure. was that's our guy. That was our, that was our guy, right? Dude, yeah, he was the good guy of all good guys growing up. You know, um, he had to deal with a lot of of dark. No pun intended on that, but he had to deal with a lot of different things. And and, and to have these guys, the guys that are in control of this product, have the ability to. In some almost way, without even realizing it, by the way, because when I found this out the other day, this was kind of mind blowing um, to kind of repair how the sequel trilogy took that character or Mm -hmm. at least maybe give more background and more direction for where that ends up going or just even seeing that time frame and nobody expecting it because you you've you've heard the Jedi. We should have seen like we should have known and seen all the stuff coming up to this and no one ever really did. But because nobody ever expected it because we had been so disappointed with so much of the main big product of those characters. Yep. Why would anybody think that, you know, Luke Skywalker would be the one to show up? I, I knew when I saw the X-Wing, it was instant for me. I'm mm. like, that's fucking it's Rogue Five, you know, Red Five, Rogue, you know, whatever you want to say. Um, you know, that, that's, that's, that's his fucking X-Wing. Um, I just knew. And when he comes through and he, he, he busts into uh, the, the room and you've got all the man, the Mandalorians are just kind of standing there, kind of like whoa. And he's like, it's kind of funny. People joke like, "Are you the Jedi?" And he's like, "Well, you didn't kind of know, like, duh, <laughs> right, right? right?" Um, you know, so we're, we're we get past the part that we're seeing Luke, and you get to see him come down the hallway in shades of uh, Phantom Menace. Um, there, there's ties to that. Um, but more importantly, the ties I like is it's almost um like this this uh mirror setup of how Rogue One was with yes. Vader with his yeah. father. 
Vader got to see Vader moment, do like his thing. One moment, yep. Dude, and, and you got to see him just bust through. Because in, in Jedi, you saw him f- fight his dad, and you didn't see a whole lot. But then you got to see him and actually do uh, some real work with the Force, just like we dude, saw. the crunch. Dude, or, um, all I that was, stuff. I was, just, I was just like, oh, my God, that was when, <laughs> I, I finished Rogue One the other night, and I, I noticed, um, you know, I was watching a little bit more attentively, and I always watch that scene when Vader's coming down the hallway and he's doing shit. There are definitely some similarities to what's going on. Oh, with absolutely. Both of them, oh, absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. And that's, and that's really cool, and, and I love that. And then you get the scene at the end, and it's almost really like the Phantom Menace scene, which uh, Samwise, Captain Cronesy mentioned, was that it was almost very similar to parts of Phantom Menace when they were trying to break into new gun rays and stuff like that. And they're holding mountain dealing with droids. And it's kind of a flip of that. And you see the smoke and you see the, just the lightsaber at first. Yeah, dude. Jesus. I mean, it's so fucking iconic already. So, uh, he gets in there and you're already trying to process the stuff that Luke is here, right? That you're seeing uh, a CG version of Mark Hamill and a younger set of himself. And then, and then Mando's got to say, Dude, that that's when that's when I really got hit, man. Yeah. Just because, man, Pedro Pascal. Do you know it, it's incredible? The, the the thing about his performance as uh, as Mando, or what's his actual name? Didn't 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 The thing that makes that uh, that I appreciate about Pedro Pascal is to be able to act while wearing a helmet mm-hmm. is incredibly difficult. It's really difficult to get kind of like that translation across, but it's all mm-hmm. about your mannerisms. It's all about the way you deliver your lines. You don't get the, you don't have the, the, the luxury of using your face and, and to kind of display your emotions and convey how you're feeling and how your character is. He is incredibly good wearing a mask the whole time. But the final scene where, you know, where, you know, he's holding Grogu and Grogu like reaches out. He's like, like, I want to see you, bro. And he takes it off and he has that, you know, that moment. And then as he's, you know, he's leaving with, with Luke, you know, that's when I was just like, oh, because Pedro Pascal was just so mm-hmm. good at conveying that emotion. Finally, he gets an opportunity after two seasons to really, I mean, a second opportunity to really kind of like show what he can do without a mask on. And it was, it was, a, it was a great scene. Yeah. And, and, you know, we got kind of hints early on with the um, episode when they attacked that Imperial small Imperial base and he takes his helmet off that he, he's clearly seen a bigger broad spectrum of the universe yep. or the galaxy to that belief. Right, yeah. right, right, right. And I think that's going to come around again real soon because of how everything ended with the dark saber. And I know we're not going to get too deep into that necessarily, but you know, um, he's got the dark saber. Now he beat Moff Gideon. Technically the dark, it's a whole well, yeah, yeah, issue, a whole issue because of Bo Katan and stuff like that. Um, so it, it's a whole thing. Who knows where that's going to lead into, and we'll get into that in a minute. Before we get, before we push on from that, uh, yeah. you know, the thing that I think that I really liked about Luke, especially in just in a general sense, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, is I feel like that was the cleansing that that character needed after what they'd kind of done with him in the final three movies. You know, right. he was reduced to kind of this old curmudgeon, this. I don't want to say a coward in a way, but I mean he's trying to avoid a fight. A half time he's he's staying on an island. He's not being a part of things. Yeah, and this is that's not the heroic Luke. That's not what like here's the thing. That's not what people want to see, and I get it now. Right. I understand that. I do also on the other flip side. They say that well, Yoda did the same thing, and basically so did Ben. So that's true. and that's and that's they, true. But to a degree, like, but but I feel like Luke, as much as I love Ben Ben and I, and I love Yoda, I feel like Luke is more of a. He, uh, he's, he's, the, he's the uh, he's the face of the fucking he's, Yoda is, is is important. Right, Ben is com- is important. Right, but Luke is 
it's it, it's everybody Luke. wanted to see Luke Skywalker. The problem is, is we waited 30, 40 some years for the sequel trilogy to come out when sure. realistically they should have been out either in the 90s or like 15 years earlier sure. to be able to see a younger Mark Hamill, at least in some ability to be what everybody everybody wants to see. All you get is a taste of what Luke could be. You never got to see what he was. Right. And that's the problem. And by the time you get to the part of where he was, you don't see that. You just see where he ended up. It's kind of like you're missing a big chunk of it. It's like right. having a fucking bread sandwich with no meat in the it's like you, it. It's like you, you know? see him, you know, Michael Jordan before he starts winning championships. And then you see Michael Jordan playing baseball. That's the next time you see him, you're just like, oh, man. Yeah, where, what the where, fuck? Where exactly. was the prime? You know, where, exactly. was the, where was his best years? You get to see him leading up to it. He's right. still getting beat by the Pistons. Right. He's not quite that good yet. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, he's playing baseball. You're like, right. what the fuck happened to everything in here exactly. where he got six titles? You know, it's And, and like, so nah. what I found out the other day, and, and we'll spin off the Luke thing in a second. Um, what, I, what I found the other day was that the, they, they filmed that a year and a half ago before Rise of Skywalker came out. So Luke. Oh, so, so Mark Hamill knew about this. That? Has been a secret for that long. Apparently, the behind kudos. the behind the well, they, this is twice they've done it. They did it with the Baby Yoda too, with Grogu originally. Remember, yep. they kept that a secret. And no one knew anything about that. It's true. Uh, apparently, um, when they do the, uh, if you haven't seen it, the behind the scenes kind of thing that they do of each season of uh, uh, Mando on Disney Plus, um, they had it was so secretive that. Hardly anybody knew that Mark Hamill was around on set for a day or two for being involved in this. How do you not know Mark Hamill's around? That's the they thing. kept it minimal fucking crew, like minimal, 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 minimal. and they had to be careful. Apparently, they probably had to sign a bunch of, of NDAs. Like, hey man, you can't say because a fucking well, word. there's a documentary crew around, and they don't have him on tape, so they weren't even involved in this. They didn't know, so nobody <sighs> knew. And that's, that's that. So that came out recently. So that was post Last Jedi. So already the the burn of that, right? And then Rise of Skywalker kind of tried to help uh, fix parts of that. But um, he he was he was dressed as Lucas. <laughs> uh, you know George he, is here again, right, Christ. Right. Um, so that's pretty wild that they were doing that for a while. Um, or knew about that for a while and kept secret. And um, a question from uh, what's that? Is the Clone Wars series of two thousand three canon? No, it's not. Unfortunately, and that uh, um, that actually was a really good series. That's the the guy who did the art style for Samurai Jack. I actually have both of those on DVD. Those were scrapped. And um, rebooted as the current uh, Clone Wars as we know it with Filoni and uh, uh, well, Dave Filoni. Thanks for that um, file, Senko. Appreciate you. Um, but yeah, that, that's a that's a that's a really obscure, random question. I actually do really like that art <laughs> style. I'm really, that's just really random off top. But um, but hey, are they worth watching? They're not canon. Just going going to that. They're definitely worth watching. They're they're really cool. There's no dialogue in them. Um, but they're really it's really fucking cool actually. Um, I actually really enjoyed them. Um. But anyways, uh, so so the Luke stuff was crazy. You had to see that. But then somebody mentioned it a little bit ago. Um, one of the most amazing and favorite parts of Star Wars and iconic characters. It was all badasses not to see Luke show up. And I'm not going to say it's better, but more of a surprise. But the extra surprise in it to see one of the greatest characters in the entire series who fits into everything. Yep. You fucking see R2 motherfucking D2 there show is, up yep, to shows up. Yep. Get the fuck out of here. That alone, <laughs> that was another, I marked out hard for that. Cause I love R2 D2. That's one of my, he's one of my favorite characters of the entire you get that whole, that R2 sequence where he looks at dude, a Grogu and dude, he goes, exactly. Aah! Exactly. And there's some, there's some back and forth behind the scenes talk about like their potential knowledge of, of knowing each other. But um, I keep joking that I kind of want to see, like, I kind of want to follow the three of them because I kind of want to see a Grogu and R two D two like spin off, like a buddy kind of like buddy cop film or something. Like, what are they going to be like? Because as we all know, there's you know the bit with Yoda and stuff like that, and R two and things like that. 
and how that was entertaining. Like I'd love to see a younger version of that 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 species, you know, kind of clown around with R two because R two is the fucking man. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Sanko said, "I just want to say that I really liked the your mood and your stream. You've won a secure follower. We appreciate hey, you. Hey, appreciate that. Thank appreciate you. you very so much. much. Um, no, and, and that's and I feel like that's man? the next thing we need to kind of talk Jay. about is because where do we go from here? So we get to the end credits. You you get through part of we the end credits, our- and then all of a sudden you see Boba Fett walk into the old school Bomark Monastery, now owned by well originally Jabba the Hutt, and then now clearly his major domo." who is still alive, Bib Fortuna, sitting on the throne, sitting on the dais, in a throne, looking all nice, plump, and fat. He got, living, he got, he's been eating good. Living <laughs> off the fat of the land, I'll tell you. Uh, running, running the heart cartel, clearly, or doing something with some of the syndicates. Um, and then Bobo pops in with uh, Fenric, and they just they blast away and literally blast everybody sitting there. One cool character that was off to the side, when you're rewatching that, off to the right, if you're watching it on your screen, is the red-haired uh, uh, dancer kind of lady that Boba is like, Chin loving uh in Jedi, which I thought was kind of a neat nod. She was there and wow. she takes off running off as a really random uh notice. But uh and he clears him out, sits on the throne, and it says Book of Boba coming 2021. this twenty twenty one. So a lot of things exciting about that. Um, real quick, uh clearly Boba Fett is the reason I love Star Wars. He was the main draw for me. Um, that's why I'm so excited about Mando. Uh Robert Rodriguez, who actually Boom. directed, he said on paper, I read this today. On paper, when he read the script for Boba Fett, when he did that fight scene when they're on that planet, when they're on uh, Taicho, mm-hmm. did I say that right? Tai, nah, whatever. Um, that he wanted to draw that out to like a longer battle because he's like, this is Boba fucking Fett. He, and he's a big fan of Boba Fett. He's uh-huh. like, this is one of my favorite characters. Like, you got to, you can't he's be just have, like Mando. He's got to have a, a, a. Yeah, he can't be just like Mando. He's got to fight differently. It's got to be more epic, right? Because, yeah. you know, he, des- he deserves it. He's never gotten that. Tython, thank you. Um, so the fact that Dave and, and John are writing and working on this, but Robert Rodriguez now attached to the entire series. That's wild. And that, I mean, it's fucking, it's fucking Robert Rodriguez for fuck's sake. It's obvious that Disney is, gone, is, is all in. They're, They're all in on Disney+. Plus. And remember how we talked about it like in the last episode before the break, we said that they're, they're saying a lot of things in these new series like, oh, this coincides kind of with the timeline of Mando. Yep. Well, the the Floney and Favreau side of it have definitely taken a big precedence because they've able to capture the the fans more so than the sequel trilogy. They're going to follow the lead now yeah. because this is where the money's at. So and they, and guess it's, what? It's not only where the money is, but it's where the fans are. It's what they want. Give this them creative. Is, let them go with it. This is what they want. Yep. yep. Let them go with it. And Keep Kathleen Kennedy the fuck out of it. Get yeah. out of here. Leave it alone. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, gets people all ex- excited too. Um, so what's going to happen now, it sounds like, is that Book of Boba is its own series. Yep. We're not going to get the Mandalorian until 2022. 2022, sometime maybe late winter or spring. Which I think is good because, like you said, man, you know, first of all, they, they basically wiped the table of, of a lot of stuff after this way this time because you you separated Grogu. He's out of the picture yep, now. Yep, exactly. So now we're going to obviously Mandalorian is still a part of the plans. We've seen it on the display mm-hmm. at, their, at their Disney press conference. We know Mandalorian is a, is, is a part of the future here, but – I think, you know, Boba Fett kind of gives them that, okay, look, here's something here for now. Mm-hmm. We still got a lot to work on Mandalorian because this – obviously, Mandalorian is going to go in a completely different direction now. Oh, now now, now at this point, we, we have to deal with the fact that Din Djarin has the uh, Darksaber when it's supposed to be Bose. Yep. And she has to win it by uh, trial of combat. Trial by combat, um, which, which Mandalorian knows a lot about. 
from uh, Game of Thrones because he was in trial by combat. Yeah, one of my favorite characters gets pieced Dude, out by I the mountain. I was so pissed. Dude, Red Viper's a 10, man. So fucking The way amazing. he died was horrific. Yeah, yeah it was fucking bullshit. But oh, go ahead. I dig it. But, um, so we're going to get Book of Boba anyways, and then we'll get back into Mando. And it's good because I think they need the time to figure out where they want to go with Mando because my hope, and this is my prediction, is that now that... Now that the Darksaber's big play, Grogu's out of the picture, and you got kind of Mando in this limbo, like he's not really part of the Death Watch thing anymore. He's taking his helmet off. And it doesn't seem it's, like he's, he's, he's kind interested. of only, he's not really interested in Mandal- Mandalore, but guess what? Now you kind of are. So yeah, hopefully this will be the first time. Uh, I mean, because both Clone Wars and Rebels tackle Mandalore actually quite often, but now we'll be able to see a live action version of some Mandalore stuff, and that's that's really exciting. So. That's hopefully what we're gonna go for. Um, and and, and Book of Boba, I, I I hope it kind of links up a little bit with some of the stuff that we didn't get to finish out in Solo. But there's there's a there's a kind of a you know fifteen year gap ish there, so we might not because I you know there, there's some syndicate stuff and all the stuff with malls kind of passed and everything like that. But um, the underworld stuff in the bounty hunters is clearly where my uh, tuning like I care more about that stuff typically than the Jedi stuff. Sure. So I'm I'm excited to see you know the 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 dark dealings of the underworld in Star Wars is gonna go. I think it's could be could be really really exciting. Concord Dawn, <laughs> exactly. There, there's a lot of possibilities, and that's really exciting. So yeah, it was it was a it was a phenomenal ending to the series. I mean, it was it really was. It was emotional. It was exciting. Super. It was intense. I mean, it, there was some tension. Like you said, when the dark troopers show up and things start, you're just like, man. That's a pretty formidable. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be a tough battle here. Right, and I hope that does. I hope that means that's not the last time we see the dark troopers and Moff Gideon get to be a slime. Point is, is that I thought at the end of the series we were gonna see some Thrawn, and we clearly didn't. But he's, we know he's a part of the plan because it, it, you wouldn't name drop him. And well, not... it, I, he's probably gonna be more involved in Ahsoka's series at this point because she's yeah because she's looking she's for, looking for Thrawn anyway. she's looking she's looking for Thrawn specifically. She wants to know where Ezra is at, and apparently he might be back because you know we still don't know who Moff Gideon's. Uh, you know who, who's who's pulling the strings, and right. the only person that can be it would be Thrawn. So these series are going to coincide and pull some strings. So we'll see how this goes. My hope at the end of the day is that maybe we'll see some more young Luke here or there with some stuff because we want to see we want Grogu's got to be integrated at some point here or there. Right? How and where and what's going to happen is the question. And will we see any more of that with with the CG Luke? We don't know. Let's hope we do. I'm down for some so, CG Luke. Yeah, so especially if Mark Hamill's on board. Mark mm-hmm. Hamill, his tweets were hilarious. So that pot, that's he goes, hey, anything big? Any, on, any uh, seen any good TV lately? Any good TV lately? It's like, yeah. God damn, I love Mark Hamill. He's yep. so good. He's he's a he's a nerd's nerd. He's a connoisseur of pop culture. He's a super fan of 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 his fans. He's never shied away from it, and he's embraced it better than a lot I of people have. I actually got a reply from him. You did get a reply from him. I was so yeah, I fucking happy hate you. that day when he replied. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, you piece Hamill of shit. I don't like you. Me. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> Stupid. I was like, man, I loved you as James T. Kirk. You were so good. Oh, my God. And I was blocked by him. It was weird. Weird. All right, so last thing we want to talk about. Yeah, and I went crazy <laughs> on it because I can't help with Star Wars. But Here we go. This right here. Something that we saw prior to uh, 2020 coming to a close, uh, a new series on Netflix, The History of Swear Words, hosted by none other. None other. Than the one true God. The one true God. The it man in the here. middle of the, the, the paradigm, or the, what is that? What is that? Uh, yeah, par- it's a paradigm. Parad- yeah, the paradigm. Yep. The paradigm. Nicholas Cage is the host of 
the history of swear words. All every episode is available. The whole season is available right now on Netflix. I think it's what six or seven. I think it's seven episodes. Seven. I'm about three or four in. Yeah, I got to four, and then when everything started blowing up at the Capitol building, that's Literally. when I shut it off and went to the news and watched that yeah. the rest of the day. Which I wish I would have watched Nicholas's Cage and uh, the, the history of swear words. Uh, but overall, you know, this is actually pretty funny. Uh, they, yeah, they and started it's out because it's only twenty minutes. Each episode. Yeah. Each, each episode is twenty minutes, but. The way they handle these episodes, the way they're designed to play out, and how they kind of give you, like the title says, a history of each specific word. This reminds me of George Carlin. Al Blanco, yes, there's, a, there's a, a George Carlin skit in one of his comedy hours where he talks about the seven words, seven swear words you can't use on television. And that's where I, when I first saw this trailer, I was like, man, George Carlin did this bit. Mm-hmm. And, and it was great. And uh, the way they explore this is Nicolas Cage is the host. But then he's got like just a plethora of comedians. Oh, he's so um, fucking good. And, and and they and they and they do. They give you You got linguists. Yeah, you get you get this interesting perspective of swear words. Like yeah. fuck and and the way they explore the usage of them and where they originated from and how they evolved over time. I mean, you're just like you watch and you're just like it's pretty fucking important. I actually. learned something fucking funny and it's amazing. Yeah, they talk about like how, you know, how fuck evolved from this. But I love the shit episode. How they're like, you know, funny. shit was always started off so negative, but it's made a transition over the last couple, you know, t- 10, 20 years where it's, it's trying to be more of a positive swear word. Like you are, instead of being, you're a piece of shit, it's like, this is the shit. Yeah, there's, yeah they said the word kind of like, kind of like rests, like if there's like a bad or a good, it kind of rests in like this gray area, the word is. And I was yeah. like, that's a really good fucking analogy. Like, yeah, and like, they're like, you know, fuck, it t- you know, you can use fuck in instance, every which way possible. I love this shit. Yeah. It's a fucking pretzel. It's a fucking pretzel. I mean, dude, it, it's actually, it's, it's a lot smarter and it's a lot more informative than I thought it was going to be. Like, yeah. they really dive into like it's literal history on them a lot of these words originated like in the 1500s like way back when in ways you wouldn't expect and then they explain how they transitioned into a curse word and how they've evolved from sometimes being negative to sometimes you know being kind of a positive thing it's actually really entertaining and every episode is available now on netflix they're 20 minutes each they're short episodes are quick but nicholas cage is fucking hilarious yep He's he's he, he he hosts the show. He's he's and it's not just like him at the beginning and him at the end. He's sprinkled in in between, and then you got all these com- comedians like who is it? Uh, um, uh, Glazer, uh, uh, Nikki Glaser, Glaser. Uh, I mean, there's just a it? ton of like comedians that are in there. Yeah, you get cameos from comedians yeah. that are saying stuff. Uh, uh, Nick Offerman's in it. Nick, uh, yeah, yeah. He Overman's even does a couple it. voices like for some fucking cartoon shit. His uh, his, his he's in the episode of Dick, the word Dick, and it was he's hilarious. Oh, he's dude. talking about his conversation with his wife, and it's just. It's really funny, you guys. It's out on Netflix right now, and it's definitely worth a look. And it's just mm-hmm. they're twenty minutes each. You can watch it. You can watch the whole season in two hours. Like it's it's snappy, it's quick, it's really fast, but it is really more informative than I was really expecting it it's to be. It's entertaining as fuck. Yeah, it's really really good. So if you've ever wanted to know the origins of words like fuck, shit, what is it? Oh, jeez, bitch, bitch, dick. Uh, is damn one? I'm only about three or four in. I think I'm four in. I, I know I've done shit, fuck, dick, bitch. I think that's right uh, to, to cut off. But it's it's really funny, guys. And like I said, it's it'll have you going. Oh wow, that's I had no idea. I had no idea. It's it's really entertaining. It's I, I'm a big fan. I'm gonna watch the rest tomorrow. Huge fan of it. Really really fun stuff. So and perfect that we've got Nick. I mean, it's Nicholas Cage, baby. We he, he and this is this is a nice recovery from jujitsu. 
or jujitsu. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and either he, you know, it's just like everything he does. Like, oh yeah, you know, jujitsu, so Yeah, and jujitsu sucks, but he was great in it because he's because he's Nick Cage, right? He's gonna do what he's gonna do. He's gonna act his chops, and it's gonna be awesome. In this, he's he's very he's he's flamboyant, but it's like it's not a lot. Like you were saying, like I was actually he's first, I'm like I want more. Down. A he's a little bit down, toned down, but, down, but some, like there's some parts where he's uh, you know he gets a little gonzo in some spots right. when, he, when he yells "fuck super." <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's really funny. It's it's really entertaining, guys. I think you would really really not watch you anymore. Well, tell your fucking mom to go lay down and stop talking her shit. What King? happened? King said that uh, his watch your mom. One more word. Yeah. My mom said I cannot watch you anymore. Oh man, actually, uh, I'll talk to your mom tonight. Uh, before we get into that um yeah yeah we'll both be getting into that (laughs) oh is it that night okay yeah um swapping i wanted to ask you do you want to talk about it tonight or (laughs) i can maybe man i gotta go through season two as well what's that cobra kai oh fuck uh yeah all we're gonna say let's let's get into it the next episode i'm gonna i'm gonna try to uh uh, binge two and three season two and yes king king cuddles i'm talking to you right now motherfucker oh my would you please finish the season of cobra kai for the next show in two weeks so we can talk about it oh maybe cuddles can be our next colin we'll need a sensor button yeah. And a five, well, probably a 25 second That's delay. That's a great idea, actually. I think if sensor button, 25 second delay. Cuddles, be good. watch Cobra Kai. Yeah, no, don't, no, no, no. You know, <laughs> I know, no. <laughs> you, <laughs> you need to be the call in next time, you piece of shit. Uh, you need to watch Cobra Kai. Listen, Cobra Kai season three dropped on the first day of 2021 and i spent six hours binging the entire fucking thing and i'm you done with it hard on i day. went ham on it and i'm telling you what like season two was really awesome mm-hmm. season one was really awesome season one was better season than I three is of be. course really awesome but you're getting some background on characters and i'm just so i'm gonna say you get some background on crease and anytime you get background on crease please any, don't tell me oh boy showed up the the villain from three he doesn't show up does he um for Christ's sakes. Okay, go ahead. You haven't even seen the... I'm not That's all you that. had to say. Not saying anything is... is f- anytime is he doesn't show up. Anytime that you get background and depth on what drives a villain, it makes him that much better. Now, sometimes I get it. People like that mystery. Like, why... What? I like to know what drives people, and this gives some background for that you never knew you needed and you got, and holy shit. It's... It is amazing. This season was fantastic. Again, uh, I binged it, like I said, one day. I'll probably just rewatch it soon anyways, like I'm going to do with Mando. But, um, I, you know, I, I'm left watching it. I'm ple- I like to binge my seasons. I don't like, sure. to, I don't like it spread out. Um, I just want more. It, it's so fucking good. Everybody out there that's trying to reboot, rehash, or do anything from my childhood or anybody's childhood from 30 or 40 years ago, listen and watch their playbook because this is the way you do it. This is this Cobra Kai as a plan for you. This is the way you do it. This is how you preserve the past mm-hmm. and and move forward with the future. This nope. is there is there is character cameos that I never would have imagined I would for sure see, and we saw and we got and holy shit! So Fuck. Cobra Kai. All right. Three. So yeah, I, uh, next episode we'll probably talk about Cobra Kai, and I know Prime mentioned uh, Transformers. Um, you're working your way through that. Correct? I've got one more episode left of the Transformers uh, Earthrise. Some like quote-unquote hardcore Transformer fans and some of the groups I'm in uh, haven't felt this season. I'm I'm like, are you, are you fucking crazy or something? Because this Transformer series on Netflix is fucking creme de la creme as well, too. It is awesome. I've got one episode left in it, and 
every episode feels like it's five minutes because you're like, I can't believe this is. I love the adult. first season. I yeah, love I the first do. season was great. Is it only five? How many episodes? Six. Six episodes. Six again. Okay. So it's pretty awesome. Hey, okay. don't go pee. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> don't worry. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there for sure. But um, that's gonna do it for this week's episode. I think. Oh no. I uh, one, la- one, one last thing. Yes. One yes. last thing, and we're not gonna get too deep in it. I just want to say. You all know that we're big uh, wrestling fans around here. We like to support our friends Rohit Raju uh, and Jake something, a.k.a. Cousin Jake. Cousin Jake. Um, uh, not to get too deep in this, but the wrestling world has kind of been flipped in the last month. Yep. Uh, my two favorite federations, mm-hmm. AEW and Impact, are actually kind of... Cry- <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> The wife shows up and says, I better bring this to bed. Oh, my. Well, you know, honey, I always bring the meat to bed. Yeah, and go figure it's short and floppy. <laughs> um, oh, come on. So, anyways, uh, this next two Saturdays, not this coming Saturday, the following Saturday on the 16th, what has basically happened is that AEW and Impact have done something never seen before like this, at least in, in my knowledge, this kind of grandeur, have crossed over. Kenny Omega is teaming up with his old boys. Uh, that originally were the Bullet Club in like New Japan. Um, the Good Brothers taking on Rick Swan and uh, the Motor City Machine Guns in a pay-per-view on the 16th. This is history for one because you're seeing one uh, uh, complete champion in one federation, two different federations fighting each other. Right. But... Which is exciting and awesome. There's a lot going on behind that, and I'm not going to get too deep in that. It's really exciting if you're a wrestling fan right now and watch either of these two promos. The big deal of it for me is that Cousin Jake and his 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 boy, um, uh, Diener. Cody? They've, they've, Cody Diener, thank you. Have kind of, they fractured and kind of split. Good. I mean, I like Cody Diener, but I want Jake to right. get it. So, right. So they've got a match going. They've got a match all planned up as well, too. And then, of course, Rohit. And uh, Manic and Chris Bay, it's like a three-way tangle three-way, they got yep. going on. So, what I'm trying to say is, first of all, I'm getting this pay-per-view. Second of all, uh, it's really exciting for our two friends because this is a this is going to be a pay-per-view that a lot more people are going to watch on a grander scale, due to the fact that not a lot of uh, due to the fact this is not something that people have seen. So a lot of not a lot of people that either watch maybe one or the other really watch maybe one or the other. So like, unlike myself who watch both people really in wrestling take an affinity to one or two and that's it, sure. you know? So you're there, there's going to be people watching this that might not be familiar with Jake exactly. or with, with Rohit. Huge and opportunity. This is a big opportunity. It's going to be a big state, big live event, and they're going to be able to showcase themselves in front of people that might not be exposed to them. In. And that is fucking exciting. And I'm really excited for our friends because I, they're they're both they're, talented they're, as they're, fuck. They're so talented I mean, as see, hook, we've you know? seen what we've seen what Rohit's capable of, and we've we know Jake is talented. So, I mean, he's a mammoth human being who slaughters people in the ring. I mean, he's a right. big dude, and so Jake is going to get that opportunity. We already know Rohit's going to handle his business and be exciting and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. Yeah, so we're really excited for that. So if you enjoy wrestling, I keep telling everybody you got to watch AEW first of all. Um, and you got to watch Impact. When is that event? So that is January 16th, I think, 8 or 9 p.m. Uh, live pay-per-view. Is that and next Saturday? I th- yeah, it's a, it's a week from this coming Saturday. Just so. you come over and we'll get drunk and then we'll talk oh. about it. Oh, <laughs> sounds like a good time to me. That's how I roll. So Awesome. Good luck to our exciting. boys. So, yes. Hopefully they have some success and put on a good show. Yeah, they will. And they will. Get the, the love they deserve. So now, now that will mark the end of episode number 29, the first episode of 2021. First of all, 
Big shout out once again to 989 Pharmacy for providing with this luxuriously very tasty, very filling, and soon to be up in my bed charcuterie board. 989 Pharmacy, they're right yeah. downtown at the SVRC Marketplace. You can order uh, through Grubhub on their Facebook page. And in April, they'll be opening the 989 Cafe on Gratiot, out in Shields. Guys, get the fucking Burnham and just thank us later. Thank us later. It is the sexiest sandwich that they have. Mm. Make sure you visit them. Check them out. They're really, really good. Thank you so much for uh, providing this and letting us uh, munch on some chow while we're, uh, while we're doing yeah. a, a lovely show. Yeah. And seriously, thank you, the viewers, for being here and, 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 and you know, bearing with us while we try out different features for the show. Huge shout-out to Tricky Region for being our first official call-in. And like I said, we'll, we're, we're going to work on this, tweak it over the next month or so until we can finally get a good system in place. And, and then we'll be able to get more of you in on each episode on certain topics. So really, really excited about that. Hope you guys and girls like the emotes. I think we're going to do the you pissing will be the fifth one, man. The tone beat. That's probably, that, that, it probably has what it should be. It kind of has to happen. It kind of has to be because that will just people can just spam that in the chat <laughs> yeah, when it's yeah. time for Tone's pee break. Mash that Discord button. So if you're not in our Discord as yeah, well, yeah, too, yeah, want to yeah, hang yeah. out all day. Uh, we're a small community, and a lot of you are in there, and we appreciate the love. You guys are wild as fuck. It gets crazy. The not safe for work memes and the food porn are probably the two hottest channels that we have. Yep. A lot of crazy stuff going on in there. You guys come in and hang out with us. We'd love to have you. But if you're a sub to the channel, which we love and appreciate and thank we you, appreciate you, love you guys to, very much. Um, I'll be in the next hopefully a couple days finally getting that channel set up for all you subs so you have access to um, some extra features as well, too, including being able at some point to call in on the show as well, too. And maybe once we get all the kinks figured out, we can do instead of just one person on the show, we can get maybe, you know, two. I mean, I would love, I mean, ideally, you know, the, the, the thing that you have to do again, and we talked about it again in the show is you want to make sure that you're not just bringing anybody on. So what we'll do is we'll probably have one of the mods if they're possible to kind of sit in the, the, the room where you can, we can mute that. And then the mod can screen the, the mute and say, Hey, what do you want to talk about? And then they tell them what they're going to say, make sure they sound cool. And then when we let them on, it's good to go. That way you kind of protect yourself from having somebody, like you said, come out with some off color content. So, Appreciate have it, some really hey thank you zach appreciate it buddy thank you so much man appreciate that ray brother um we're actually about to unfortunately you know, we're just about to wrap it up but i appreciate you nonetheless yeah, love man. you buddy um uh, but yeah that's that's gonna be the plan for the call-in feature like i said we'll just tweak it a little bit here and there until we can fully roll it out and um like i said it's it's really exciting because we just want to get you guys and girls as involved as possible we love being able to talk to you in the chat but being able to get you into a, a voice chat and, and share your opinions with everybody and, 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 and have a conversation with us, that's what we really want. Because it's ultimately, you guys and girls are the reasons that we are doing this. We're, you're the reasons that we're working hard to create a place that is fun and exciting, good conversations, and we can all make fun of Tone uh, for a small bladder. So it's really just kind of like the best of both worlds. Thank you so much for that follow. Appreciate that, Benzo. But uh, Tone, anything you want to add before we wrap up tonight's show? Um, I just want to give some quick out love. Uh, Vamp wanted me to say hi. Thank you, Vamp, for hanging out tonight as well. Thank too. you, Vamp. I know you don't get a chance in here as much. Um, Mystic Mike live out there does stream on Facebook. He's been a big supporter and gotten to be a pretty good pal of ours. We appreciate him. Check him out on Facebook. A lot of these people in here are streamers. Great folks in here yes. as well too. Check out King Cuddles. Uh, check out. Uh, scroll down for me if you wouldn't mind, just so I can get a little peep. I just saw somebody else want to say definitely Zach Dynamite as well too. 
Um, who else we got out there? Graston. Graston streams. He does our. He's our D and D guy. guy man. Get in some love in there. Um, a lot of you out there, if you're a streamer, throw your hands up, follow each other, get some love. Um, and then lastly, um, one of my favorite new channels. I don't know if he's still in here, but check out if you can link it for me out there real quick. One of my mods, Half Ass Beer Review yes. on YouTube. He keeps giving us shout outs. He's been a longtime friend and a longtime savior for me puking in buckets and going to the hills for thrills and getting hammered. Hills he does great thrills. work on YouTube. If you want to explore craft beer, it's really, really good stuff he's doing. It's enjoyable, and I love his work. So he's been really supportive of us, and uh, I want to make sure we do the same for him. So thank you to all of you folks. Thank you to all of our people that show up week in, week out. Share us on social media. Tell people about us. If you enjoy us, share it with uh, those folks as well, too. And we what do you thank think, you. Uh, next week, Wednesday, uh, Among Us. Why not? Probably, probably. So BB plays be next Wednesday. Us. We'll probably be, be Among Us. We'll so. be doing some Among Us. So yeah. next Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Hop in the Discord. We'll have Among Us going on Wednesday night for the BNB uh, Community Night. Always a good time. Always a blast. If you have a Nintendo Switch, you can play with us now. Yeah, Switch has now been added as well too. So yep, the Nintendo Switch has Among Us. So if you would like to play. Let's go. Beard wants Avengers. Avengers. Beard wants. Hey man, you know I'm actually curious about Avengers with that Kate Bishop add-on. Man, a lot of I've people been are talking a lot about Kate Bishop's add-on. We may have to do a separate uh, stream or something where we can get some gaming on that. There's 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 so many games coming up that um are gonna be good. Yeah, I'm just cyberpunk everything. I don't care. I mean, no. Thanks, King. That's half ass beer review. Right there. Give that dude a follow there on the YouTube channel. Give him a subscribe if you wouldn't mind. Check out um, stuff. He has awesome reviews of beer. He goes in depth with everything. Mm-hmm. He's very pretty thorough. Awesome. We enjoy He's entertaining. Him. He's fun. Check him out. We love this He's dude. He's a good dude, man. Good dude. All right. For Mr. Fanboy Tone. That's me. I'm the dude seventy nine. Please be safe out there. Be careful. Watch yourselves. Should get a shirt. What else you got to do? Wash their ass. What else do you say? Wash your hands and wash your butt. Wash your butt. There you go. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you Wednesday night next week for B&B Community Night. Take care. <laughs>